on the mound. Ferguson Jenkins warming up now. And guys bright. That's the best news of all, of course, to the thousands of fans who have come out to see the ball game today. Baseball fever has certainly struck Chicago. The Cubs are four and a half games in front of the Mets, who won their game from the Reds by a score of three to two at the New York yesterday. On the scoreboard today, Montreal is Atlanta, Renko against Britain, San Francisco at St. Louis, Bolin against Torrey, Cincinnati at New York, Arrigo and Cardwell, San Diego at Pittsburgh, Kirby and Bunning, and they've played uh, two and a half innings, no score. Philadelphia, Houston later on, Palmer and LeMaster. American League, Chicago at Baltimore, Kansas City at Detroit, Minnesota at Cleveland, Washington at Oakland, and Boston, Seattle, New York at California. And you know what? This is one of the few Sundays we can remember when there were no doubleheaders scheduled. Everybody playing single games in the major leagues today, and that's a rarity on a Sunday. All right, we're all set. Time to play ball. The Dodgers and the Chicago Cubs from Wrigley Field. Noisy Wrigley Field in Chicago. And now for the play-by-play, here's Ben Schiller. Thank you, Jerry. Hi, everybody. And a very pleasant good morning to you, wherever you may be. We are where it's at. Wrigley Field, Chicago, which without a doubt has become the most vital breathing ballpark in the National League. It seems it erupts with feeling. And all throughout the warm-ups today, the left field bleachers and the right field bleachers get into quite a sing-song. The right field bleachers all jump in unison and holler, kill. And the left field bleachers answer, dodges. And it's all in good spirit, and it's a great place to be. Will takes the first one low, and we're underway. One ball and no strikes. Jenkins right back to the plate, and there's a chopper down to second base. Beckett waits for the ball and boosts it. Glenn was going to field and throw at the same time and came up empty. So Glenn Beckett is charged with an error, Wills is aboard, and here's the guy who ruined Ferguson Jenkins the other day, Willie Crawford. Willie Crawford slashed a line drive the other day against Ferguson Jenkins, and Chicago came to a standstill. The entire city, I think, must have missed a heartbeat or two until they found out that Jenkins was not seriously injured. Fergie, to his stretch, looks over at Wills. The pitch to Crawford is strike. On one. If you have been a baseball fan for a long time, and particularly if you have ever been to Chicago, you know how it is for them. They have not won a pennant here since 1945. And this is a big league city with a tremendous desire for good baseball. Crawford swings if the next one doesn't get it, 0-2. And, and so this year, with the Cubs out in front in their division by four and a half games, they are enjoying every second of it. And I don't think there's a person in the game who would begrudge them one moment of it. Another big crowd. And we now have plenty of blue skies, white clouds, bright sunshine. It's just perfect. Crawford hits a soft line drive at Beckert. He goes to Smith. Double play. Crawford in a line drive at Glenn Beckert. He flipped to Willie Smith to double up Wills easily, and just like that, two out. Nobody on. And here's Willie Davis. Willie hitting 261. Jenkins into the windup and delivers in the breaking ball on the outside corner for a strike. I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, the crowd is as much a part of the game as the game itself. And when you have an enthusiastic crowd, it just makes the game that much better. The pitch to Davis, low, one ball and one strike. 
and throughout our broadcast from Chicago, and for that matter, whenever there is a large crowd, an enthusiastic crowd, we want you to hear it. We want you to feel it. Shadow up inside the bag at third. Davis waiting. Two down, first inning, no score. Fergie ready, and the next one is in the dirt. Two and one. Unfortunately, we do not have enough equipment. You need a truckload to hear the people in the bleachers to really get the impact. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Davis way out in front of it. Strike two. Two and two. And Jerry and I were speculating before the game, and if the Cubs get into the World Series, boy, they should take the names and addresses of every one of those bleacherites who are in the cheering section and make sure they're there for the series. The pitch to Davis low. Ball three. Because they really belong. They belong as much as the ivy on the wall and most of the guys wearing the uniform. And it's no accident that the Cubs have done exceptionally well at home, I think, spurred on by the crowd. 3-2 pitch to Davis. Low. Ball four. So Willie is aboard as the curveball misses. And Len Gabrielson will be coming up with two outs. Tony Benson, the plate umpire. Frank Sicori at first, Dave Davidson at second, and Paul Pryor at third. Jim Gilliam coaching at first, and Danny Ozark at third. Today, among other things, this 27th of July, 1969, is the birthday of Leo DeRocher. Leo is listed as 63 today. All right, Len Gabrielson at the plate. Willie Davis at first held on by Willie Smith. Ernie Banks at 38 will take today off. Leo decided to rest him and also get a left-handed bat in there. The first baseman, Willie Smith. Jenkins at the bell, looks at Davis, works Gabe, and misses away. Ball one. Davis has stolen eight out of 11. And with two down, he might try to go. Leo was not in the ballpark at the start of the game. He had an upset stomach yesterday. And he has not come back. The pitch to Gabe is low. Ball two. One of the newspapers here in town gave Leo a needle today. And I'm sure he will read it. They, he missed yesterday and the Cubs won in 11 innings. Here's the 2-0 pitch instead of throw to first. They listed the Cubs record with Leo and without Leo. And they've won six out of seven without him. And naturally, the percentage is much higher. The pitch to Gabe outside. So they're really giving him a dart today. 3-0, and the count to Len Gabrielson. In passing, it should be noted, and it certainly has been written in the papers enough, Leo is not the most popular guy in Chicago. Not close. Although Leo has never led the league in popularity anyway. The 3-0 pitch, Gabe takes a strike, 3-1. He's a volatile character. And the one thing you can be sure of when DeRocher is around, things are happening. So, love him or not, Leo and the Cubs are in first place and the town's going wild. Jenkins ready, Davis does not go, and the pitch is outside, ball four. So thanks to the double play, Jenkins is not in any trouble. But in the inning, the Dodgers have gotten an error and two walks. But they have two on with two out and Tommy Haller coming up.
Jenkins, right foot on the rubber, looks in to get a sign. Hal awaiting. Now Fergie goes to the rosin bag. Two down, no score. Crowd kind of quiet. It's pretty hard to, to cheer defensively, except at the end of a play. But boy, when the Cubs come up, you'll hear them. The pitch to Haller, strike. Tommy hitting 259. He has five home runs, 28 runs batted in. In the on-deck circle, Bill Sudeikis. Willie Davis at second base. Len Gabrielson at first. Two out in the first inning, no score. Jenkins comes back, and Haller doesn't get it. And they count 0-2. Oh, and 2 to Tommy Haller. I'll tell you one thing that has changed in Chicago and how. The strike two pitch to Haller outside. For 20 years we've been coming here, and they've had an orchestra behind home plate serenading the crowd after every third out. But not now. Those seats are too precious to give to an orchestra. They're sold out. Here's a one-two pitch. Strike three, four. runs, no hits. An error, two left. And at the end of half an inning, Dodgers nothing. Cubs coming up. Here at Wrigley Field, Chicago, second base umpire Dave Davidson went out to the left field bleacherized, several of whom have draped signs and banners over the brick wall, and he asked them to please take them back. One of the nice things about that crowd in left field, they're not only young, youthful in spirit, as well as in age, and highly enthusiastic, they have been a well-controlled group. They have come here to enjoy the ball game. Delighted to see them. And Dave went out and there were no booze or anything else supposed to kind of roll back the, those banners that they used and play is in. Don Kessinger, Glenn Beckert, and Billy Williams in that order. First inning, no score. And Don Drysdale making his first outing in quite a while. And the pitch, a half swing, ground ball to third. Sudeikis, not going to have much of a play, still throws him out. Sudeikis was right on the foul line, waiting for the ball. And Bill, who has a, a strange arm in the sense that he only uses it when it is absolutely necessary. Otherwise, he just kind of throws a dead pitch across to the first baseman. But when he is in trouble, as he was on that play, he really cuts loose, and he nipped Kessinger at first. And the batter will be Glenn Becker. Drysdale back to the plate to Becker. That line down the left field line, foul in the lower deck, in the count on one. Drysdale's last start was the 3rd of July. As was at Dodger Stadium against Cincinnati. It might have been the best game he pitched all year. He went seven innings and had no decision. Down into the windup and the strike one pitch to Becker. Line drive. Base hit to center field. Billy Williams coming up. Let's force the station identification. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Radio Network. game hitting streak. Checks in at the plate with Glenn Beckard standing at first. One out in the first inning. No score. 
Drysdale at the belt, looks at first, works high and inside. 4-1. 1-0. On deck, the captain of the Cubs, Ron Santo. One ball and no strike. Drysdale at the belt and delivers, and it's a ground ball into right field. Beckett is around second, on his way to third, and Drysdale is in trouble. The Dodgers maintain now that Beckett missed second base. And we'll see what happens. Every one of them in the dugout, going to the bag as well, steps on it, and second base umpire Davidson said, forget it. But everybody in the dugout hollered that Beckett had missed the bag to no avail. The runners at first and third. One out. Santo the batter. And for Billy Williams, he is now hit safely in 16 straight. Wrigley Field, Chicago, is not the most excited baseball park and crowd in the league. It's got to be one-two with anybody else you might want to mention. Here is Sato with runners at first and third and one out. Drysdale on the rubber, set at the belt, checks the runners and the pitch to Sato, high and away, ball one. Drysdale trying to come back after being sidelined for over three weeks. Checking one ball and no strikes to Santo. Drysdale goes to first base, and Billy Williams just does get back. Down at the belt, another throw to first base, not in time. Billy Williams standing at first, Glenn Becker at third, Ron Santo at the plate. One out, first inning, no score. Willie Smith in the on-deck circle. Drysdale ready and delivers, and Sato waves at a breaking ball and fouls it away, and the count one and one. Sato hitting 297. He has 20 home runs, 84 runs batted in. It was last year when Drysdale went diving headfirst into the sliding Sato to try to tag him. The Don first came up with the bad shoulder, and of course it has plagued him ever since. Drysdale turns on the rubber, checks the runners. The 1-1 pitch on the way to Ron is a high pop fly on the left side. Sudeikis calling with Drysdale directing, and Sudeikis makes the catch. So two out, and here is Willie Smith. Filling in for Ernie Banks at first base. Smitty hitting 281 with eight home runs, 21 runs batted in. Yesterday, in Leo's absence, Pete Reeser ran the ball club, and we must assume that Pete is piling it again today, unless Leo arrives at the park a little earlier, or a little later, as the case may be here. So Willie Smith, left-hand hitter at the plate, two out, two on, first inning, no score. Billy Williams has stole his second base of the year yesterday, and it was the biggest play in the 11-inning game. He's at first. Beckert at third, and Smitty fouls it away. 
double-deck stadium from foul pole to foul pole. A triangular bleacher with a scoreboard on top of it in center field. A red brick wall covered with ivy from foul pole to foul pole. And a packed house. Isdale turns on the rubber. Now set at the belt. The strike one pitch to Willie Smith is low. One and one. He missed scores yesterday. The Mets beat Cincinnati. The Giants beat St. Louis. Pittsburgh beat San Diego. Montreal knocked off Atlanta last night. And Houston beat Philadelphia. To the Western Division, you have the Giants and the Dodgers one game back of Atlanta. The Dodgers one percentage point ahead of the Giants. Cincinnati trailing by only three and a half. Then Houston and San Diego. Drysdale at the belt. One and one to count to Willie Smith. Don delivers. Breaking ball at stayed up. Ball two. In the Eastern Division, the Cubs are four and a half in front of the Mets. The Cardinals are 11 back. The Pirates 12, and then it really falls off. Philadelphia 20 and a half, and Montreal 28 and a half. Drysdale up on top and set at the belt. Has a look at the runners and a 2-1 pitch to Smitty way outside. Ball three. In the American League, Western Division, Oakland trailing Minnesota by three, and after that it's no contest. The next club is 17 and a half back. And in the Eastern Division, Baltimore breezing. The second place club is hardly an echo. Detroit 11 and a half back of Baltimore. The Cardinals got a run in the first inning. They're leading the Giants one to nothing at the end of one. The Giants come here, and the Dodgers go to Pittsburgh immediately after today's game. Three and one to Willie Smith. Drysdale to his stretch. Haller setting a target. And the 3-1 pitch is strike two. Cincinnati is at New York, and I imagine when they put it up on the board, there will be some kind of a roar. Cincinnati scored three times in the first inning. Tony Perez hit a home run with a man aboard. And, of course, they're playing the Mets. Three and two the count. So Billy Williams ready to go from first. Becker down the line from third. And Drysdale out of the stretch. Williams goes, and the pitch is swung on and missed strike three. And I think Willie went after ball four. No runs, two hits, two left. At the end of one, no score. Beat the dealer. The end of one, no score. Now to inning number two with Ferguson Jenkins and Don Drysdale battling it out under the bright sunshine here in Chicago. Yesterday started off to be a pretty nice day, but before you knew it, it was threatening and dark. When the 11th inning finally concluded and the game was over, it rained. It rained all last night, thunder, lightning, and a downpour. We had some rain and threatening weather all day, but now it's beautiful. Bill Sudeikis followed by Tommy Hutton and Ted Sizemore in the second inning. No score. Ferguson Jenkins ready to go to work, and Hundley wigwagging a couple of signs out to him. The outfield on Sudeikis... Just about straight away. Billy hitting left-handed. Jenkins' first pitch. Breaking ball low. Ball one. One and oh. The Cubs afield with Jenkins and Hundley. The infield of Smith and Becker. Kessinger and Santo. The outfield. Here's the 1-0 pitch on the way. And Sudeikis way out in front of it. Billy Williams in left. Jimmy Qualls in center. And over in right. Al Spangler. The next one is Sudeikis missing. So Billy trying to get something started here, and they count two balls and one strike. 
Jenkins back to the plate, two on, and Sudeikis takes high, ball three. Fergie fighting control. He walked Davis and Gabrielson in the first inning, but got out of the inning. And now Randy Hundley out to the mound to talk to him. Three and one. The count to Bill Sudeikis opening up matters here in the second inning. No score. Drysdale had to get out of a first inning jam. With one out, he had surrendered singles to Beckert and Williams. But he got Santo on a pop fly and then struck out Willie Smith, who went after a bad pitch on a 3-2 count. Three and one to Bill Sudeikis. Jenkins into the windup, and the 3-1 fastball is in the dirt. Ball four. Well, this Dodger Cup game broadcast coming to you from Chicago. You know, when your telephone rings, it's a good idea to try and answer it as promptly as possible. It's thoughtful, courteous, and a good way to make sure that your caller doesn't hang up. So Ferguson Jenkins has walked three men. He walks Sudeikis now, opening up the second inning, and here is Tommy Hutton filling in for the sideline West Parker. Hutton takes outside, ball one. Tommy has one hit. It was a squib single to the hole at short. He's one for eight since being called up from Spokane. One and all the count to Tommy Hutton. The next one in at the knees for a strike, and the count one and one. Dodgers and Cubs concluding the year's work at Wrigley Field. Cubs have won three of the five. Jenkins ready in the 1-1 pitch. Hutton rolls it foul to the right of the plate in the count one and two. Cubs have won five of the eight and three of the five played here. Since the Cubs are in the Eastern Division, the Dodgers meet them only 12 times as opposed to the 18 meetings with every club in the Western Division. One of the great men in baseball history walking through the stands right now, Nobi Kawano of the Dodgers. Nobi monitors the broadcast, writes down all our mistakes and gives them to us later, but in Japanese. The next one to Hutton is swung on and missed, and down goes Tommy. Here's Ted Sizemore with Bill Sudeikis at first base, one out in the second inning, no score. Sizemore hitting 258 with a home run and 26 RBIs. Teddy waiting. Jenkins looks down to get a sign from Hundley, and Sudeikis held on by Willie Smith. The pitch to Sizemore. Line drive. Base hit down the left field line. Hustling in to get it is Billy Williams, and Sudeikis stops at second base. So Ted Sizemore, a clean single to left. Two on, one out, and Don Drysdale coming up. For the Dodgers, that's hit number one. Drysdale has three hits this year in 19 at-bats. One of those three hits a double, and he has three RBIs. But of course, after such a lengthy layoff, he's rusty enough as a pitcher, never mind as a hitter. So Don will come up with two on and one out, and we'll see whether the Dodgers have him swinging away or whether they have him trying to sacrifice to prevent the double play. The Cubs figuring that Drysdale swings away. On deck, Maury Wills. Sudeikis at second. Sizemore at first, one out. Jenkins hands at his sides, now together at the belt. And the pitch to Drysdale, taken for a strike, 0-1. 
Owen one counted on. Jenkins from Canada, big boy. Set at the bell, looks at Sudeikis, Drysdale around to butt and does, and it's a good butt. Jenkins has a long throw to make and does. But Drysdale gets his men over at runners at second and third. So that's a good way for Walter Austin to use Drysdale, and now he leaves it up to Maury Wills to see if he can't pick somebody up. Wills hitting 326 as a Dodger. Overall, 273. So Maury Wills waiting at the plate. Willie Crawford on deck, and Hundley down on his knees. Hundley making a gesture to Willie Smith to look out for the bunt. Danny Ozar comes out of the coaching box to whisper something to Bill Sudeikis coming down the line from third. The pitch to Wills, taken on the outside corner for a strike. Morey at a high ground ball, big high chopper towards Becker. And as he waited for the last bounce, he then wanted to get rid of the ball in a hurry, but dropped it for the error. Wills hits the next one, foul off third out of play, so Jenkins has him his way, 0-2. Ted Sizemore at second base. Bill Sudeikis at third. No score, second inning. Now the strike two pitch on the way. Will takes low and away. Ball one, one and two. Ball game is starting out somewhat like the other day when the two teams total left 26 men on base. Jenkins into the windup and the one-two pitch to Wills chased and fouled away. He just did get a piece of a sinker, hit it in dirt, and Hundley tried to short hop. And it's one and two. Morey 0 for 1. Jenkins, both feet on the rubber. Santo up even with the bag at third. Everybody else back. Now Jenkins ready and the one-two pitch to Wills. Is hit up along the first baseline. Willie Smith fields it. Tags the sliding will. So the Dodgers have left four men in two innings. No runs a hit, and at the end of an inning and a half, no score. Bottom of the second inning, no score in the ball game. The Dodgers and the Cubs in their concluding game of the year at Wrigley Field. The Dodgers and Cubs will have three to go after today, and all three games will be at Dodger Stadium. The Cubs will be at Dodger Stadium August 8th, 9th, and 10th. Here's a fellow who personally wrecked the Dodgers yesterday, Randy Hundley, at three hits and drove in all three runs as the Cubs beat the Dodgers 3-2 to two in 11 innings. Hundley, the right-hand hitting catcher. Randy batting 278. Drysdale into the windup and starts him with a breaking ball hit foul outside of third and right into the Cub dugout and the count 0 and 1. Drysdale checking. Haller wigwag signs out to him and Hundley waiting. Down into the windup and the strike one pitch to Hundley fouled away. 0 and 2.
Randy Hundley, Al Spangler, and Jimmy Qualls in that order here in the second. Drysdale into the windup. Back he comes, and Hundley fouls this one away. So it's still 0-2. Duck in some scores. Cincinnati leading the Mets 3 to nothing at the end of two and a half innings. The Cardinals leading the Giants 1 to nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Montreal and Atlanta scoreless at the end of an inning and a half. Here's the strike two pitch on the way. High, ball one. Pittsburgh leading San Diego 1 to nothing at the end of five. Philadelphia at Houston not yet underway, but it's champion in LeMaster. American League in a moment. Here's the one two pitch on the way to Randy Hundley. Breaking ball low, ball two. Chicago at Baltimore, no report yet. Kansas City got three in the first inning at Detroit. That's Rooker and Dobson. Cleveland with five in the second inning, leading Minnesota 5-2 at the end of three and a half. Here's the 2-2 pitch on the way. Taken, strike three, called, and down goes Huntley. Three other games in the American League later on. Washington at Oakland, Boston at Seattle, New York at California. Here's Al Spangler. Spangler hitting 238. Al alternating in right field with Jim Hickman. Spangler, left-hand batter, goes against the right-hand pitchers in the league. Drysdale ready and comes to him and is a ground ball to Hutney. Short hops and goes to the bag for the out. So Spangler rolls to Hutton, two away. And the left-hand hitting center fielder, Jimmy Qualls, coming out. Jimmy Qualls, left-hand hitter, batting 250. He alternates in center field with Don Young. The Cubs have six fellas who play every day, come rain or come shine, to pitch over for a strike. That would be Hundley behind the plate and the infield of Banks, Becker, Kessinger, and Santo, with Banks, of course, getting an occasional rest at 38. And Billy Williams in left field. Strike one pitch on the way. Qualls lifted into shallow left field. Will's out, Crawford in, and Willie drops the ball. So Willie Crawford caught it and dropped it. Little fly ball in left field. He draws the error. And the batter will be Ferguson Jenkins, a good hitting pitcher. Ferguson Jenkins, the first time the Dodgers ever saw him, he had just been traded from Philadelphia to Chicago and appeared as a relief pitcher and beat them with a home run. He takes a breaking ball, low ball one. Jenkins has six hits. One home run, four runs batted in. Drysdale at the belt, looks at balls, comes to Jenkins and misses away, ball two. No score, bottom of the second inning. Bright, sunshiny day now here in Wrigley Field, Chicago.
Drysdale has a foul to backward glance at Jimmy Qualls and Jenkins. It's a line drive base at the center field. Qualls can go to third on it, and Willie Davis gets the ball back into Sizemore. So a two-out error by Willie Carver keeps the door open, and Ferguson Jenkins buzzes one to center field for a base hit. The Cubs now have runners at first and third with two out, and Don Kessinger switch hitting shortstop coming up. Don Kessinger batting left-handed. He is a much better left-handed batter than right. Kessinger hitting 317 when he hits left-handed. Drysdale ready and delivers, and Kessinger takes a strike. Don grounded to Bill Sudeikis in the first inning. Glenn Beckard on deck. So the Dodgers have left four men in the first two innings, and the Cubs have gotten four men on in the first two innings. Strike one pitch on the way. High and outside, one ball, one strike. Atlanta got a run. They're leading Montreal one to nothing in the second inning. Cleet Boyer hit his 12th home run of the year. Now Drysdale ready. A look at the runners. And the 1-1 pitch on the way. Kessinger hits a fly ball down the left field line, and Crawford is there waiting. Moves to his left and makes the catch for the out. No runs, one hit, one error. So each side leaving four men on base. And at the end of two, no score. Gold medal winner at the California State Fair. Don't forget it, Farmer John. No score through two innings at Wrigley Field, Chicago. A reminder, tomorrow an open day for the Dodgers. And they have a twilight night doubleheader with the Pittsburgh Pirates Tuesday evening warm-up time at 2.45. I hope you make your plans to be with us then. Now let's go to the third. And for more play, here's Jerry Dodgers. Hi, Vinny, and here's Willie Crawford now to face Ferguson Jenkins. Willie lined into a double play his first time up, batting 257. And it was Crawford who sent Jenkins to the hospital in the opening game. Here's a curveball that's a little low, one ball and no strike. In St. Louis, Ray Sudecki has relieved Bob Bolden in the second inning. So the Cardinals will lead one to nothing or after him again. Now Jenkins delivers, and Crawford swings at a breaking ball, one and one. Right skies, breeze blowing out to right field. One ball, one strike count to Crawford. Davis on deck and Gabrielson to follow. No score. Each side has left four men on. Now Jenkins delivers a swing and a miss at another curveball. Strike two. Boy, he's got a good curve going today. One ball, two strikes. Willie backs out for the moment. A one and two reading. Jenkins ready again, delivers, and it's swung on and missed strike three. Crawford down on strikes. That's the third strikeout for Ferguson Jenkins. So he gave Willie a lot of curveballs that time. Here's Willie Davis at bat. Willie walked his first trip up. Jenkins has walked three and yielded one base hit. Drysdale has given up three base hits and struck out two. So Willie Davis the batter now. Willie batting 261. 
There's a swing and a drive into the right field corner. This is going to be in for a base hit and go against the wall. Here's Davis around, heads for second. Spangler plays it off, and Willie has a stand-up double down in the right field corner. So Willie Davis hit it sharply in the right field, right down the line, and one bounce to the exit gate. That is the second hit for the Dodgers, and will bring on Len Gabrielson. You know, when it comes to winning, Union 76 Racing Gasoline has won more races in the West than any other brand. Royal 76 Premium is the street version of that same winning blend, your chance to ride with a winner. Here's Gabrielson at bat. Lenny walked his first time up, batting 299 with one home run and 11 runs batted in. Gabrielson playing in right field. The Dodgers are strapped a little bit as far as flexibility is concerned, with Parker and Lefevre both out. Lefevre two weeks in the military. Parker, of course, in the hospital. Here's a curveball for a strike, 0-1. Both are switch hitters, and that takes away a little bit of the flexibility of the Dodger bench. Of course, Parker is in there playing regularly. Lefevre sometimes regularly and sometimes as a pinch hitter. There's a bouncing ball toward first base. Smith comes in, up with it, makes the play to first for the out, and on the play, Davis takes third. So Gableson grounds out to Willie Smith at first base for Chicago. Tom Haller coming up, struck out his first time at bat. Haller with Sudeikis to follow. Davis on third. The Dodgers had Sudeikis at third in the second inning after a sacrifice by Drysdale. Haller now trying to pick him up from third base and get the Dodgers into the lead. Tom batting 259 with five home runs, 28 runs batted in. Jenkins delivers a breaking ball that's a little low. One ball, no strike. One over the count. Now Jenkins ready again, delivers. Outside for ball. Two balls, no strike. No score. The ball game is in the third inning. The Dodgers and the Cubs in Wrigley Field, Chicago. Now the 2-0 pitch on the way. Haller takes low and inside. Nice stop by Hundley. Ball three. Three balls, no strike. Sudeikis out on deck. Three-0 the count. Ferguson Jenkins, big tall right-hander, working for the Cubs into the windup and his pitch. Taken for a strike, three and one. Jenkins has won 13 games. Holtzman has won 12. Hands has won 11. Regan has won 11. And Selma has won 10. 3 1 the count. Pitch to Haller. Foul into the screen, and it's 3 and 2. Three balls, two strikes. Jenkins pitching to Haller. And it's fouled again to the screen. Count stays three and two. Allen all the way up the screen and then back down again. Big crowd on hand at Wrigley Field, Chicago. The Cardinals have picked up a big five in the second inning and now lead the Giants six to nothing at St. Louis. The Dodgers wind up this road trip in St. Louis with four games next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Here's the 3-2 pitch to Haller again. A swing and a drive in the center field. This one might fall. Does base hit. And the Dodgers lead as Haller stroke the single to center field. Willie Davidson to score the first run of the game. And we'll pause now for station identification. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Radio Network.
Here's Billy Sudeikis at bat now. Walk his first time up. Bill switch hitter batting from the left side. The pitch to him. Swung on and fouled to the wire. Strike one. So Holler went to a 3-2 count and looped the single to center field to get in Willie Davis. And the Dodgers have scored first. one nothing score. Sudeikis waiting. Jenkins set to work again. A double by Willie Davis. Then the base hit by Holler after a ground out. Changeup is outside for a ball. And the count is one and one. One ball, one strike. The breeze blowing out today in Wrigley Field, Chicago. Bright skies now after a gloomy morning. The pitch on the way. Billy hits a high fly ball foul down the left field line. This is going to be out of play. One ball and two strikes. The Dodgers and the Cubs, their last meeting at Wrigley Field for the year. Three more in Los Angeles, two weeks from this weekend on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Dodgers next homestand, very attractive. Pittsburgh, the Cubs, and the Cardinals. All right, it's one and two. The look in the pitch, runner going. Here's the throwdown, and Haller is out of mind. Haller running, and I don't know whether someone missed the sign or not, but Sudeikis walked away, dropped his bat, and Haller is out by a country mile, going into second base on the throw down to Kessinger. I don't know who missed the sign, but something backfired on that play, and the Dodgers are out in the third. One run on two hits, and none left on. And the score at the end of two and a half innings of play, the Dodgers won, and Chicago nothing. Your man at Alcoa, Rod Wilson, junior executive, is Army ROTC trained. Top-notch companies such as Alcoa look for college graduates who can organize, motivate, and lead men. And that's precisely the kind of training Army ROTC gives you. So when you fulfill your military obligation, you'll have a foundation in leadership that'll give you a big edge in your career. If you're a junior college graduate or a college sophomore, you can take Army ROTC and get your officer's commission in just two years. See your guidance counselor or the professor of military science at any ROTC college. Ask for details and the deadline date for applications. Let Army ROTC train you to be a leader and prime you for a career. It pays off. Just ask Rod Wilson at Alcoa. Now to the bottom of the third with Beckert, Williams, Sato against Don Drysdale, who's allowed three hits and no runs to the Cubs, has had four men on, one on an error. Beckert's the batter, single to center, first time up. Glenn hitting 294. Beckert at 294 and Kessinger at 299. Certainly give the Cubs good hitting in the middle of the infield. Of course, they have good hitting on the corners with Sato and Banks. Beckert takes a strike, 0-1. Drysdale working with the lead now, 1-0. Down with a record of 4-3 and three on the year. Not pitched in over three weeks. He's testing it today here in Chicago. Now the wind-up and the pitch on the way. Beckert hits a pop-up. Around the plate, coming back for to Haller, and waiting now, and makes the catch right near the backstop. So Beckert out on a foul ball to Haller. One away, the batter will be Billy Williams. Williams grounded the single to right field his first time up. Billy hitting 3-10. He's the Cubs' leading hitter. 10 home runs and 59 runs batted in. So Billy Williams, left-hand hitter, left fielder. He's the Iron Man with Chicago. 
over 900 consecutive games. Here's the pitch on the way. Billy takes low inside, ball one. Ron Santo is on deck. A one of those count. Now the pitch on the way. Strike called, and it is one and one. One ball, one strike to Billy Williams. The Dodgers use the double by Davis and the single by Howler to get a run. Here's the pitch outside for a ball, two and one. Two balls, one strike. Drysdale checking his sign. Pitch on the way. Williams at the high pop fly. Foul. Looks to carry back out of play. Up on the screen. Strike two. Two and two to Billy Williams. Two-two count. The ball, two and one. Two balls, one strike. Drysdale checking his sign. Pitch on the way. Williams at the high pop fly. Foul. Looks to carry back out of play. Up on the screen. Strike two. Two and two to Billy Williams. Two, two count. Now again, the wind-up and the pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled away. Frank, Frank, Frank! Frank, Frank! Two-two. Drysdale with a new ball to work on. Once again, Don checking signs. A lot of noise here rumbling in Chicago. Now the two-two pitch. Bounce toward first base. Tommy Hutton right there goes to the bag in time and it's two out. So Williams grounds out to the first baseman Tom Hutton. The batter now will be Ron Santo. Santo pops up the third his first time at bat. Drysdale in falling, uh, uh, falling and through there, slipped and fell on the mound. And now Haller and uh, Sudeikis go out to talk to him. Drysdale went to his knees after making that pitch. But apparently he's all right. He's walking around just behind the rubber. Now Santo steps in. So Howler down to give out a sign. Big Don, who for most of his career never missed a turn and very rarely was out of action any length of time at all, has had his problems now since last fall when he collided with Santo. There's a drive to right field. Well, that one goes game. That ball is gone. Home run to right field. to play game on the field. Line drive into the bleachers in right field and the game is even 1-1 and here's Willie Smith. First pitch in for a strike, going one. Bob Drysdale, the seventh home run that he's given up. Now the pitch on the way to Smith. 
A swing and a miss. Strike two. So Prado went with a fastball, went to the opposite field. Low line drive into the right field pavilion. Score tied 1-1. We're in the third inning, and now Drysdale working to Willie Smith again. Strike two pitch on the way. Ground ball to the right side. And up to the sideboard, the grass goes through. Drysdale in time on a good play. The throw was a little offline, and Drysdale had to lean off balance, and he came up with it and made the play. So Smith is out from Sizemore on the outfield grass to Drysdale covering. The side retired in the third. One run, one hit, a home run by Sato is 21st, and none left to score at the end of three. Dodgers won, and the Cubs have won. Look up for the brightest when you travel the west. Look up to 76. Keep your eye on the number that's above all the rest. Look up to 76 for certified service. It's your assurance that the work a Union 76 serviceman does on your car will be done right the first time. Your Union 76 certified service dealer is a professional when it comes to service because he's been given the kind of intensive training he needs to handle the routine jobs and emergency repairs that keep your car safely and surely on the go. He's been to school, studied advanced technical manuals, and he's passed rigorous exams to earn his certified service stripes. Now, who do you look up to for service? When you're looking for someone to look after you, look up to 76. All right, let's go along to the fourth inning. Dodgers coming to bat. 1-1 ball game. The Dodgers and the Cubs back to play. Here's Spinner. All right, Jerry, in the fourth inning, it'll be Bill Sudeikis, Tommy Hutton, and Ted Sizemore in that order. Sudeikis left at the plate when Tommy Hollow was thrown out to end the third inning. So Bill Sudeikis hitting left-handed. He drew a walk in the second inning. Jenkins ready and delivers. Walk speed, and Sudeikis way out in front of it. 0-1. 1-1 tie in the four. The Dodgers have run on three hits. The Cubs have run on four hits. The Dodgers have left four. The Cubs have left four. Sudeikis takes in the dirt and the count one and one. Sudeikis is from nearby Joliet. There'll be a family picnic scheduled for tomorrow, the off day. Here's the 1-1 pitch on the way. In the dirt, ball two, two and one. Ferguson Jenkins into the windup and the 2-1 pitch. Sudeikis drives one into deep right center field. Back goes Spangler. Way back. It's gone. So Billy Sudeikis, who hit one out the other day, hits one into the right center field bleachers. Bill had gone since Decoration Day without a home run, and that's his second home run in this series. So the Dodgers are back out in front 2-1. to one. Tommy Hutton is the batter, and Jenkins fastballs him, and it's hit wide at first under Willie Smith's glove and on out into right field. So Tommy Hutton comes up with his second major league hit and his second hit of the series. On the home run by Bill Sudeikis, a $2 book of Union Oil Auto Script, 
Actually, two books of Union Auto Auto Script to Bill Sudeikis and two books of the Foundation for the Junior Blind, 4005 Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles, 90005. Here's Ted Sizemore. Sizemore, single to left field, his only trip. Dodges two runs, five hits. The Cubs one run, four hits. And the first pitch, almost well as the players say, undresses Sizemore. Teddy was not quite sure where to go on that one. One ball and no strikes. So Sudeikis homered into the right center field bleachers and Hutton singles to right. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Sizemore at his chin and he has to get out of there again. Two and all the count. Sizemore backs out. Jeff Torborg in the near corner of the Dodger dugout cups his hands to his mouth, hollers a little encouragement to Sizemore. Now Ted back in. Two and all the count. Jenkins set at the belt. There goes the runner, and the pitch fouled away. Ted tried to take him to right field, but fouled it away. So Tommy Hutton goes back to first base. Nobody out. Two to one, Dodgers. Ferguson, Jenkins, and Don Drysdale. Tomorrow on open date, the Dodgers with a twilight night doubleheader. Opening up things Tuesday night with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Warm-up time at 2.45. Now the 2-1 pitch. Sizemore lines it to left field for his second base hit. Hutton at second base stops there. So Sizemore, brushed back twice by Jenkins, answers him with a solid single to left field. And the batter will be Don Drysdale. Six hits now against Ferguson Jenkins. Hank Aguirre throwing in the cup bullpen. And here is Drysdale, who sacrificed in the second inning. And we'll see if they ask him to butt again to prevent the double play. Willie Smith to the mound to talk to Jenkins for the moment. Sato plays up in front of the bag at third. But, of course, he hopes to retreat for a fourth. Willie Smith is behind the runner at first. And he's directly behind him, so they're not playing him on the right side as if he is going to punt. Jenkins at the belt, and then backs off the rubber. So Willie Smith now is told from the bench, get up in front of the runner. So he moves around, and Sizemore goes behind him. Drysdale waiting, two on, nobody out, two to one, Dodgers in the fourth. He's around to punt and takes a strike, on one. Dodgers two runs on half a dozen hits. Dodgers have left four men. They have six hits, and they have also received three walks and an error. Jenkins up on top. Another look at the runners. Drysdale takes low. There's a throw through to Kessinger, not in time. Back to the bag is Hutton. One and one to count to Don Drysdale. Dodgers two, Cubs one. Here in the fourth inning, Sudeikis has just broken the tie with a home run. Drysdale around to punt and fouls it away in the count one and two. After Sudeikis homered, Tommy Hutton grounded a single into right field. Ted Sizemore lined a single to left field. So with nobody out, the Dodgers asked Drysdale to punt, and he has fouled off one and taken a strike in the count one and two. 
Jenkins set at the belt. And a one-two pitch. Drysdale fouls it away, and so he is struck out. Don slings his bat away in disgust, and the crowd eats him alive for it, and the batter will be Maury Wills. That's the fourth strikeout for Ferguson Jenkins. Two on, one out, and here is Wills. Aboard on an error and grounded out. So two on and one out. A big play for Jenkins to get Drysdale. Fergie ready and delivers. Wills takes the strike. One one. Here's a strike one pitch to Morey. Outside and high. One and one. And Gagiri throwing back at Jenkins. Fergie due to bat fourth when the Cubs hit in the bottom of the fourth inning. One and one to count. Jenkins ready, looks at Hutton, checks him again. The one-one pitch to Wills is sprayed foul down into the Cub bullpen and bounces up and speared by a fan who leans over the wall to get it. And it remains one and two. 353 down the lines, 368 to the power alleys, or so-called, and 400 to straightaway center. Wrigley Field, Chicago. Jenkins said, another look at the runners, the 1-2 breaking ball in the dirt, and a nice save by Randy Hundley as he bounced on his shin guards and stayed with it. Two and two. Tommy Hutton away from second base. Ted Sizemore at first. One out. And a 2-2 pitch. Wills takes ball three. Well, now we have an interesting situation, and we'll see how Walter Olson wants it played. A full count and one out. He has some pretty good speed out there. Hutton and Sizemore, average at least, and Wills at the plate. So we'll see whether they have the runners going or not. Three and two with one out. Wills has a quick look at Danny Ozark. The base runners do the same. Jenkins straddling the rubber. Now right foot on and looks in to get his sign. Runners take their leads. The runners go. And the pitch is a ground ball to the hole. It's short. Kessinger has no play. And the bases are loaded. If the runners are not going, Kessinger would have had a play at second base. He would even have had a play at third. In fact, probably the better and easier play would have been at third since he was going in that direction. But with the runners going, he did not have a play anywhere. So it's an infield single for Wills. Base is loaded. The seventh Dodger hit. The fourth hit of the inning. And here is Willie Crawford, who has lined into a double play and struck out. So Walter Olsen wanted his men going, and he cashed it in. Crawford is 0 for 2. Jenkins delivers and misses. Ball 1. Dodgers leading two to one, but they've loaded the bases with one out. They've had men on in every inning. Jenkins has fought his way out of some tight corners, comes back 1-0, and Crawford takes a strike. And the count one and one. Now Randy Hundley out to the mound to talk to Jenkins. Tommy Hutton standing at third. Ted Sizemore at second. 
Corey Wills at first. One out. Dodgers two, Cubs one. Ron Santo homered in the third inning to tie up to the game after the Dodgers had scored on a double by Davis and a single by Haller. But Sudeikis has untied it with a home run in the fourth. All right, 1-1 one, one pitch with the bases loaded. Crawford swings, misses, and the bat goes right down to the far corner of the Dodger dugout. Fortunately, it did not go into the dugout. It went by the right shoulder of Bill Bueller. And Bueller flips it to Gilliam, who hands it to the bat boy, who in turn will bring it back to Willie Crawford. One and two, the count. All right, Crawford back up there. Jenkins with four strikeouts. He struck out Willie in the third inning. So Crawford waiting one and two. Will, Sizemore, and Hutton take their leads. And the pitch is fouled away. So Crawford's still there. The crowd kind of quiet right now. Hank Aguirre should be ready if they need him. He's been throwing in the bullpen all through the inning. Sudeikis homered. Hutton and Sizemore singled after Drysdale struck out Will single to load the bases. And here is Crawford, one and two. Jenkins checking Hundley. Fergie ready in the one-two pitch on the way. The high chopper over the mound, charging his Beckard, and he steps on the bag for a force, and that's all he can get. Hutton scores. Crawford picks up an RBI, and the Dodgers lead three to one, and they have runners at first and third. Sizemore now at third base, and Hutton carried it home. Joe Becker going out to the mound to talk to Jenkins. The batter is Willie Davis. Two out, runners at first and third. Dodgers leading three to one. Becker wants to find out about Jenkins, who is not sharp. He is anything but sharp. In fact, one big hit for the Dodgers, and they'd have broken this game wide open. He's allowed seven hits and three walks, plus an error. So 11 Dodgers have gotten on base. Two of them scored in this inning. So Becker talking to Jenkins, and now Joe leaves, goes back to the dugout, and Willie Davis will be the batter in a moment. Randy Hundley continues to talk to Jenkins. Willie Davis walked in the first inning, doubled and scored in the third. He's one for one. The end of three innings in Atlanta, Montreal won, and the Braves won. Montreal making life miserable for Atlanta. Dodgers continue to trail the Braves by only one. All right, Davis at the plate. Crawford at first base with two out, and he might try to go. The pitch to Willie Davis, off speed and away, ball one, one and oh. Two out, two in. Dodgers three, Cubs one in the fourth. The one-o pitch to Willie is a ground foul outside of first and down the line to Alvin McBean in the Dodger bullpen, and the count one and one. Ferguson Jenkins, thirteen and eight with the lead, one and two with the Dodgers, seven and eight lifetime. Davis backs out, one and one to Willie. Started the day at 261. 
Jenkins at the belt and the 1-1 pitch. Davis hits a ground ball to the hole, plugging it up as Becker flips to Smith for the out. So the Dodgers get two runs, four hits, leave two more. They left half a dozen. And at the end of three and a half innings, Dodgers three, Cubs one. Well, there are some times when a thirst comes on and you can say, no, not now, later. But there are other times when a big thirst builds up and it won't take no for an answer. That's the time for Bergy, the comfortable beer. Cold bottle and inside, cold Bergy. Brewed with soft water to give you the kind of refreshment that just won't quit. Ice cold refreshment that comes on comfortable every time and stays comfortable all the way, even after you've had two or three. That's one of the things about Bergy that you won't forget. The first Bergy tastes great, and so does the next one. Bergy has a built-in drinkable quality that satisfies the big thirst, the kind that won't take no for an answer. And Bergy never fills you up. So when you're at the game, keep an eye peeled for the Bergy man. And when you're listening at home, make sure you've got plenty of the comfortable beer stashed away. That's Bergy, the comfortable beer. Soft water brewed to refresh you and keep right on refreshing. Bergy. Neil McDaniel asked us to pass along a note to the good people of San Bernardino. Neil, well-known Bergy wholesaler in San Bernardino, says thanks for tuning in on the Dodgers and on the comfortable beer, Bergy. Bottom of the fourth, three to one in favor of the Dodgers. The gentleman from Virginia, Randy Hundley, coming up. Yeah, whenever Hundley comes up, they wave the Dixie banners for him. Hundley struck out in the second inning. He's 0 for 1. Randy, the Randall part of his name is his middle name. Here's the first pitch to him. High, ball one. Check that first name again. It's C. I'm not sure if it's Cecil or... The next one, a Huntley to the backstop. Ball two, two and oh. Well, it's C. Randolph Huntley. The C, I think, stands for, well, maybe Cecil or Cheryl... Right-hand hitting catcher at the plate, 2-0. Hundley has done a tremendous job for the Cubs. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Foul back, 2-1. Dodgers leading 3-1 here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Al Spangler on deck. Drysdale reading Haller. Now into the windup and the 2-1 pitch on the way. Foul back. Two and two. Each side scored in the third and the Dodgers got two more in the fourth. So we're now in the bottom of the fourth. Don Drysdale and Ferguson Jenkins. 2-2 pitch on the way. Taken down and away, backhanded by Tommy Haller, ball three. Drysdale gave up two base hits in the first inning, but get out of the inning unscathed. Gave up a base hit in the second after a two-out error, but got out of it. And the run came on a home run by Sato. Huntley, it's a ground ball to Will. Morey gloves it, throws him out. One away, let's pause for station identification. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Radio Network. 
the good God. K-P-A-R-T. The batter is Al Spangler, grounded out in the second inning. Left hand hitting right fielder 0 for 1. First one is grounded right to Sizemore. Teddy is up with it easily to get him, so quickly two out in the fourth inning. And the left hand hitting center fielder Jimmy Qualls coming out. Jimmy Qualls aboard on the air. He had a little fly ball to left field. Crawford came in and dropped it. So Jimmy at the plate. Dodgers three runs, seven hits. Cubs one run, four hits. Falls waiting, Drysdale delivers, and it's swung on and missed, 0 1. Strike one pitch on the way to Jimmy. Swung on and missed, strike two. 0 and 2. The Dodgers with their fingers crossed in watching Don Drysdale, not just how well he pitches today and how long, but how will he be three days from now as to whether he can come back and make another start and then another and another. The pitch in the dirt, ball one. If Drysdale could somehow stay intact and take his regular turn between now and the end of the season, it would make a tremendous difference in the Western Division pennant race. But for Drysdale and the Dodgers, they'll just have to go one time at a time. No sense thinking about three days from now. Here's the one-two pitch on the way to Jimmy Qualls. Popped in the air on the left side. Sudeikis looks to see where third base is. Then Wills comes over, and Sudeikis catches it anyway. Wills almost took it away from him. So they're gone in the fourth inning, one, two, three. And at the end of four, the Dodgers three and the Cubs one. Friends, baseball season is also the season for picnics, campouts, patio parties, and easy, quick-to-prepare suppers. And Farmer John can add a lot to the fun of your warm-weather feasting with his fresher-than-fresh Farmer John luncheon meats. There's Farmer John all-meat bologna, Farmer John sliced-cooked ham, Farmer John liverwurst, Braunschweiger, salami, and many more. Pick your favorites, and they're sure to please, because Farmer John luncheon meats are made with the very best meat, fresh eastern corn-fed pork, and fresh, lean, juicy, homegrown beef. Like all his products, Farmer John luncheon meats are always strictly fresh. And all, remember, were gold medal winners at the California State Fair. You know, Farmer John bacon and Farmer John ham, but now discover Farmer John's luscious luncheon meats. Look for Farmer John luncheon meats in the delicatessen section of your favorite market. And if you can't find what you're looking for, be sure to ask for it, and in a loud, clear voice, Farmer John. Through four innings, the Dodgers leading the Cubs three to one. Now in the fifth inning, Len Gabrielson will start it off. Gabe will be followed by Tommy Haller and then Bill Sudeikis. Ferguson Jenkins, who's been very wobbly through four innings, but is still in there. He has avoided the knockout punch so far. The Dodgers have left six, scored three. Gabe hits one in the center, base hit, and Jenkins is in trouble again. That's eight hits for the Dodgers in four innings plus. Gabe broke his bat on that. It wasn't as if he hit a, a shot to center, but it's a base hit, and once again, Jenkins will be pitching out of a stretch. And the batter will be Tommy Haller. 
So Ferguson Jenkins, working to Haller, who has struck out in single. Tommy chased in a run. Willie Davis had doubled, and Haller single got him home. Pitched to Tom, a half swing, and he fouled it away off to the left of the plate. And it comes bouncing down below. 0-1. The next one to Haller is swung on and missed. Strike two. 0-2. The next one, Haller drives to deep right field, hooking down the line. It is foul. Haller missed the foul pull by just a little. Right down the line. Gilliam still staring. Frank Sicori had a perfect shot on the ball to call it. And Haller comes back to try it again. 0-2 to count to Tommy Haller. Jenkins ready in the pitch to Tom. High and away, ball one. One and two. Allo with five home runs, 29 runs batted in. Jenkins at the bell, looks at Gabe, delivers to Haller, swung on and missed, strike three. Slow curveball, and Tommy was out in front of it. Five strikeouts for Ferguson Jenkins. Jenkins leading the National League in strikeouts. He had 169, so now he has 174. Bill Singer is chasing him. Singer has 165. Bill Sudeikis walked and homered. So he's had two home runs in the series, one batting right-handed, and he hit it out in the street. And then today, left-handed, he hit it into the right center field bleachers. Sudeikis takes outside, ball one. The left field bleachers, steady roars of encouragement to the Cubs. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Sudeikis, sit off the end of the bat foul into the crowd right behind the Cub dugout. And the count, 1-1. One and one. The last time the Cubs won a pennant was in 1945. They played Detroit in a very sloppy World Series. It rained a lot, and the fields were in terrible shape. The pitch over for a strike. One and two. Interesting point in checking the names of those players who played for the Chicago Cubs in 1945. The fellow umpiring at first base, Frank Sicori, was on that squad. He played in the outfield. I don't know whether Frank played much in the series or not, but he was on that club. Here's the one-two pitch to Sudeikis. Line drive, base hit. That almost took Gabe's head off. He's going to second and on his way to third. The throw to Kessinger, the relay to Santo, not in time. And Sudeikis now starting to hit the ball hard. That's the ninth hit against Ferguson Jenkins. Runners at first and third with one out, and so Fergie's in trouble again. And Tommy Hutton, the batter. The Dodgers trying to apply the coup de grace, but they've been unable to do it up to here. Ted Abernathy gets up in the Chicago bullpen. Dodgers three runs, nine hits. And we have one out in the fifth inning. 
Sudeikis at first. Len Gabrielson at third. And here's Tommy Hutton. And Jenkins' pitch is low. Ball one. One and oh, the count of Tom. Jenkins, back of the rubber, now right foot on and looks in to get a sign. Jenkins is due to lead off the bottom of the fifth inning for Chicago. The 1-0 pitch is swung on and missed, 1-1. One and one. Now the 1-1 pitch to Tommy Hutton, low at his feet in the third ball, too. Two and one. Dodgers scored in the third, in the fourth, and they have runners at first and third here in the fifth with one out. They lead three to one. Tommy Hutton waiting. Tom struck out and grounded a single to right. He hits a line drive into left center for a base hit. Gabe is home, and Sadek is on his way to third base easily. The Dodgers lead four to one. That's the tenth hit off Fergie. And the Dodgers now are starting to take their best shots at him. The Cubs would like to have Jenkins at least finish the inning and then hit for him. And the Dodgers are trying to force Chicago's hand. So Tommy Hutton, a line single to left center field, picking up an RBI. Four runs and ten hits in four and a third inning. A meeting at the mound, and the batter will be Ted Sizemore. Abernathy continues to throw in the bullpen. Now the meeting is broken up. The Cubs are hurting for pitching. Bill Hands has been sidelined by a strep throat, although he finally rejoined the ball club. He was in uniform yesterday. How much that will have taken out of him, no one knows until he goes to the mound. Talking about going to the mound, Joe Becker's going there right now. Ferguson Jenkins had a sore right thumb, although he reported he felt fine today, but he didn't have good stuff, and the Dodgers have chased him. Ken Holtzman is in military service for two weeks. So the Cubs are suddenly a little bit thin, and the Mets trailing them by four and a half. So Joe Becker talking to Ferguson Jenkins. One out, runners at first and third. With Sizemore and Drysdale due up. Becker has not gone to the bullpen yet, but the plate umpire Tony Benzins was out there, along with first base umpire Frank Sicori. And they're going to the bullpen. So Jenkins could not do what they hoped he would do. They hoped he would get the outs in the fifth inning, and then they could hit for him. But he has to come out a little bit sooner than that. So Jenkins goes four and a third and gives up ten hits, three walks, struck out five, and at least four runs. And the runners at first and third are his responsibility. Jerry, you got a little note there of interest? Yes, we have, Benny. The Dodgers begin their pennant stretch drive at Dodger Stadium on August the 5th. And from then on through the end of the season, every series will be the last series. Each club coming to Dodger Stadium making a final appearance for 1969. First, it'll be the Eastern Clubs, then the Western in the battle for the division honors. Pittsburgh, Chicago, St. Louis for the first homestand, nine games, three with each visitor, and a lot of extracurricular activities at Dodger Stadium. Hope you're planning to be in all the excitement. 
Abernathy came in yesterday in that wild ball game, made one pitch, and Moda hit a shot that was speared by Banks. Then they went into the 11th inning, and the Cubs went on to win it. So Abernathy picking up for Ferguson Jenkins. Reading some of the names on the 45 Cub team, the last team to win the pennant, it brings back a lot of memories, particularly to folks out on the coast, because a lot of these boys played in the Coast League before coming to the big leagues. Gillespie, Livingston, McCullough, Rice, and Dewey Williams, the catchers. The pitchers were Hyde, B. Thorne, Hank Barroi, Bob Chipman, Paul Derringer, Paul Erickson, Ed Hanyazuski, Claude Passo, Ray Prim, Wally Signer, Ray Starr, Al Vandenberg, Lon Warnicky, Hank Wise. Here's the pitch to Sizemore, low ball one, as he bluffed a bunt. The infielders, Heinz Becker, side block, Bill Cavaretta, Stan Hack, Roy Hughes, Don Johnson, Lenny Marillo, Billy Schuster. The outfielders were Peanuts Lowry, Bill Nicholson, Andy Pafko, Ed Sauer, and Frank Sicori. Sizemore, ground ball to the hole at short, backhanded by Kessinger to Becker for one. The first, not in time. The run is over. So Sizemore hits into a force play, but gets his man Sudeikis home. That run is charged to Jenkins. Five runs now for the Dodgers to lead five to one, and here is Don Drysdale. Don sacrificed and struck out. And that 45 Cub Club produced two umpires, Lon Warnicke and Frank Sicorio, although Warnicke eventually quit umpiring. Sicorio is right there at first base today. Here's Drysdale, and the pitch to Don outside, ball one. Although I guess, needless to say, Peanuts Lowry has done a little umpiring even to this day. One and all to Don. Dodgers leading five to one in the fifth inning. Abernathy delivers and Drysdale takes in at the shins. Ball two, two and all. Don has a look down at first base. Sizemore taking his lead, held on by Willie Smith. Beckett is way over to his right, filling up the middle. 5-1 Dodgers, fifth inning, two out. Abernathy up on top. Now Ted goes to the stretch. Slings the ball up there, and it's out, ball three. Way outside, backhanded by Randy Hundley. So Abernathy is not very sharp. Ted has been, well, this is his 42nd game. He's 4-2 of the league. Good ERA of 2.9. Here's the 3-0 pitch. Drysdale takes the strike. Jenkins, who was KO'd today, had an ERA of 2.7, and the Dodgers got to him for at least five. Drysdale takes outside. So Don walks, Sizemore to second base. The walk charge to Abernathy. Sizemore belongs to Ferguson Jenkins. So we still can't close the door on Jenkins. And the leadoff man, Maury Wills, coming up. Before Wills gets to the plate, he goes over and gets the cloth that has been dipped in pine tar and rosin. Wills aboard on the air, grounded out and singled. Hit one to the hole, it's short on a 3-2 pitch with the runners going, and even though Kessinger backhanded the ball, he had no play. So Moore comes up there now with two on and two out. Drysdale wearing the light windbreaker at first. Sizemore taking his lead at second, and Wills waiting for Abernathy. 
Giants come in here next. Abernathy ready and Ted delivers. And the pitch just strike. 0-1. The Dodgers will be looking at Pittsburgh for the next four games. The Pirates are a 500 ball club. Going today, they were exactly 500. 49 and 49 and 12 back. And we'll see them for a twilight night doubleheader Tuesday. Then single games Wednesday and Thursday. Then over the weekend plus Monday in St. Louis. Pirates are leading San Diego today, 4-1. Abernathy set, checks the runners. Strike one pitch to Wills is poked fouled into the seats off third base. Pittsburgh leading San Diego 4-1 at the end of eight. The Dodgers have beaten Pittsburgh five times without a loss. Three of the five right there at Forbes Field. 0-2 to Maury Wills. Abernathy up on top, checks the runners, and the strike two pitch to Wills is a ground ball to Beckert. Glenn gloves it, goes to Willie Smith, and the inning is over. So the Dodgers send seven men to the plate and pick up two of them. Three hits, leave two, so they've left eight men. At the end of four and a half innings, Dodgers five, and the Cubs one. Bottom of the fifth inning with a five to one Dodgers. Bill Heath, the catcher, coming up to hit for Ted Abernathy. Then it'll be Kessinger and Becker. Hank Aguirre up for the second time in the Cub bullpen, so he'll be picking up. So Abernathy came in and got two outs in the fifth inning, and we could close the book on Ferguson Jenkins. Five runs, ten hits, three walks, five strikeouts. And now here is Bill Heath batting for Ted Abernathy. He the went SC. Left hand batter, Drysdale checking the defense. Kessinger in the on deck circle. And Big Don, in quest of his fifth win of the year, looks in to get his sign and goes to work in the fifth inning and flips the first one low and inside to the backstop. Ball one. Drysdale is not overpowering anybody. Nobody expects him to do that. He has to have letter perfect control, not just in lack of walks, but in putting the ball just where he wants it. The 1-0 pitch, he takes high ball, too. He gave up singles to Beckett and Williams in the first inning, but got out of it. Had a two-out error followed by a base hit in the second, got out of that. Then Sato went to right field with him and homered into the right field bleachers. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Strike, 2-1. Well, the Pirates are not a 500 club now. They are one game over 500. They just beat San Diego 4-1. Bunning defeated Kirby. Here's a 2-1 pitch on the way. Outside, ball three. So the Cub fans have had to sit on their hands most of the day. Got a little hand clapping now, hoping to shake something loose. Three and one to the pinch hitter, Bill Heath. Drysdale into the windup and a 3-1 pitch. Five, ball four. Whether that is the storm signal of trouble to come, we'll see. Red Adams gets up, walks down one end of the Dodger dugout, and tells Pete Mickelson to go to the bullpen. 
So Drysdale surrenders his first walk to pinch hitter Bill Heath, and Mickelson immediately begins to warm up in the pen. Don Kessinger grounded to third and flied to left, 0 for 2. Drysdale at the belt, checks Heath, works Kessinger, and it's popped in the air foul, off to the left and out of play, 0-1. No balls and one strike to Don Kessinger. Five to one Dodgers here in the bottom of the fifth inning and the Cubs trying to get off the floor. Drysdale at the belt. Checks Kessinger and then delivers and it's popped in the air on the left side. Wills angles out on the grass, falling and makes the catch. So Kessinger pops up. One out and Glenn Becker's the batter. Glenn Beckert, single to center and fouled out. Right hand hitting second baseman, one for two. Beckert started the day at 294. He's been there most of the year. It's a big ground ball to Wills. He backs up, goes to size more. He goes to Hutton. Double play and the inning is over. So Drysdale, despite walking the leadoff man, pinch hitter Bill Heath, hits just only three men in the fifth inning, and that's an important consideration for him. He retired the last seven in a row, and at the end of five, Dodgers five, Cubs one. Hey, give her one. Hank Aguirre comes out of the Dodger bullpen, excuse me, out of the Cub bullpen. Just checking a banner down here. Some Indians are on a warpath. Let's scalp them, says the sign. Five to one in favor of the Dodgers. Jenkins, Abernathy, and now Aguirre. The Dodgers will have Crawford, Davis, and Gabrielson. Five to one Dodgers. Firecracker goes off in left field. Nothing new to report anything drastically anyway on the scoreboard. The Cardinals leading the Giants six to one through five innings. We might as well duck them all in here while Abernathy's replacement, Hank Aguirre, gets ready. Montreal Atlanta. Crawford, Davis, and Gabrielson. Five to one Dodgers. Firecracker goes off in left field. Nothing new to report anything drastically anyway on the scoreboard. The Cardinals leading the Giants 6-1 to one through five innings. Right, we might as well duck them all in here while Abernathy's replacement, Hank Aguirre, gets ready. Montreal, Atlanta, 1-1 one, one at the end of five. Cardinals, 6. Giants, 1 at the end of five. 5-2, five, Cincinnati leading the Mets at the end of six. Pittsburgh beats San Diego 4-1. Philadelphia leading Houston one to nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Kansas City seven, Detroit nothing at the end of four. Minnesota Cleveland five five at the end of six. The other games in the American League upcoming: Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, Oakland, Boston, Seattle, New York, California. All right, Willie Crawford one zero for three against starter Ferguson Jenkins takes his fastball high, ball one. Hank Aguirre. Aguirre 1-0 with the league, an ERA of 2.3. He is indeed a spot pitcher. He rarely pitches very long. Fastball fouled away in the count 1-1. One one. Aguirre, in his 27th game, has worked only 31 innings. So he's in and out pretty quick. 
Willie Crawford, 0 for 3. Left hand hitting left fielder. Aguirre into the windup and the 1 1 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, strike two. Aguirre hands on his knees, now to the windup. 1 2 pitch on the way. Screwball grounded down to first base to Willie Smith, who goes to the bag. One away. That'll bring up Willie Davis. Davis has walked, doubled, and grounded out. He's one for two. Each side scored in the third inning. Willie Davis doubled. Tommy Haller singled him home. Santo got the Cubs even in the bottom of the third with a line drive home run to right field. But the Dodgers had Sudeikis homer, and three singles later added another in the fourth to lead three to one. And got two more on three hits in the fifth inning to make it five to one and exit Jenkins. Now Aguirre picking up for Abernathy. Here's the 1 0 pitch on the way to Willie Davis. Sprayed foul off third down the line out of play in the count one and one. Big crowd on hand here at Wrigley Field. Of course, that's the story almost every day now. The fever, the pennant fever, has gripped Chicago. Here's the 1 1 pitch on the way to Willie Davis. Slow curve, over nicely for a strike, one and two. Hank Aguirre with all kinds of pitches, fastballs, curveballs, and sliders, knuckleballs, screwball. Been around a long time. Hank into the windup, and the one-two pitch on the way. Side armor to drive him away, ball two. Two and two to Willie. Aguirre nods to Huntley. Two balls, two strikes. Hank ready into the windup in the 2-2 pitch. Ground ball wide at first. Knocked down by Willie Smith. He recovers, throws too late. It'll be a base hit. Willie Smith is listed as an outfielder, and there are times when you know he is an outfielder. And on a play like that, you know he is not much of a first baseman yet. But he's learning the job. So that'll be a base hit for Willie Davis, and here is Len Gabrielson. Gabe has walked, rounded out, and singled. Willie Davis with two hits as he stands at first base, and the Dodgers have 11 hits, and it gets a little bit on the dark side now again here in Chicago. McGeary at the bell, looks at Davis, works a fastball, and missed away with it, ball one. It's a legal game. We've gone five. The Dodgers leading five to one. Some ominous black clouds suddenly move across the sky. And Aguirre straddling the rubber. Tommy Haller on deck. There'll be time out while Billy Williams retrieves some of those yellow, well, they look like workman safety caps. Actually, they're made of plastic. Two of them had dropped out of the left field bleachers, and Billy had to go over and get them. It's a timeout for the moment. One ball and no strikes to Len Gabrielson. Aguirre straightens up, looks at Davis. Willie goes. The pitch to Gabe is low, and Willie jams on the brakes and walks back to the bag. Aguirre had dropped to his knees to get out of the way and clear the air for Huntley. But Willie, after a good start, just jammed it on and walked back. 2-0 to Len Gabrielson. 
Dodgers five, Cubs one, sixth inning. The 2-0 pitch to Gabe, taken for a strike outside part of the play. To Geary coming a little bit by way of first base. Two and one. What a difference a year makes. Last July 27, Ferguson Jenkins set a personal career one-game high of strikeouts. He struck out 13 Dodgers one year ago today. Gabe hits a drive into left center field. Falls and Williams racing over. Williams has a play, makes the catch, and Davis back to first base. Let's pause for station identification. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers Radio Network. The good son. Here's Tommy Haller. Struck out, singled, and struck out again. He's one for three. Davis with two out, a distinct possibility of going now, and Aguirre thinks so too, and immediately throws to first, driving Willie back. 5-1 Dodgers, two out in the sixth inning. And now at the plate, Haller backs out, and time is called. Aguirre again looks at Willie, and there he goes. Curve is outside. Hundley's throwing a bounce. Not in time. So Willie Davis steals second base, and for Willie, he's now stolen 9 out of 12. One ball and no strikes to Tommy Haller. Hundley going out to the mound to talk to Aguirre. On deck, Bill Sudeikis. Dodgers have five runs, 11 hits. The Cubs one run, four hits against Drysdale. The Cub run, Sato guessed properly, not just the pitch, but the direction. He got a pitch and went the other way with it and hit it into the right field bleachers. All right, Hallow waiting. Aguirre looks at Davis, now comes back low, speared nicely by Hundley, ball two, 2-0. Two Aguirre set, and the 2-0 pitch, Willie's going to third. Hundley's throw is smothered by Santo, otherwise Willie would have scored. So he steals third base. So Willie Davis steals second and third. I think Willie is quietly answering Aguirre. Day before yesterday, Aguirre came in and pitched to Willie Davis, and the first thing he did was to flatten him. And Willie was quite unhappy about it. Looked out at Aguirre, didn't say anything. But now in this inning, he's running the bases on Henry. 3-0 pitch to Haller is a ground ball to Willie Smith, and he'll go to the bag in time. So Willie Davis steals two bases. The inning is over. No run to hit a man left. And at the end of five and a half, Dodgers five, Cubs one. Bottom of the sixth inning at Wrigley Field, Chicago. The Dodgers five and the Cubs one. We notice something else that is part of the scenery and the flavor of Wrigley Field. The outfield, atop the wall, is a big old schoolyard-type wire fence. And what they do here is when you get a container for ice cream, you take the lid off it, white lids, and they stick those white lids into the wire screen. 
and they spell out words. So in the left field corner, you see Cubs, number one, yeah, then go, go, and then Cubs, and after that, Cubs, power, and then again, Cubs. The first batter, Billy Williams, takes low, ball one. Boy, this ballpark is baseball crazy, and raindrops are coming down right now. It's an official game as far as the Dodgers are concerned. The skies could open. Raindrops coming down in Chicago. Drysdale delivers, and Billy takes inside. Ball two. We've got nowhere to go but Pittsburgh. So we'll sit here, and the raindrops come down, and the umbrellas pop open. Dodgers leading five to one in the sixth. With Billy Williams, Ron Santo, and Willie Smith. Drysdale into the windup, and the 2-0 pitch. Fouled away, two and one. I'm sure Walter Olson and the Dodgers would feel if it is going to rain, let it rain and end the game. They don't want to get involved in a lengthy layoff because the Drysdale has to stop pitching. The odds are he's not going to come back again. Here's a two-one pitch to Billy Williams, a high drive in the deep right field. Back goes Gabe, way back, deep gone. home run for Drysdale. He has now allowed two home runs today, eight for the year. The score is now Dodgers five, Cubs two. The rain coming down harder and Walter Olson and Tom Haller going out to the mound. Down in the bullpen, Pete Mickelson, who was throwing in the fifth inning, is now throwing in the sixth and this large crowd begins to move around looking for a place to go. For our good folks out in left field, there is no place to go. The bleacherites, however, are comprised mostly of kids, high school and college age, and they are oblivious to the rain. They're dancing and cheering in left field as the umpires go to the mound to see if they can speed things along. It would appear to be just a temporary shower because there are some white clouds, patches of blue, just one big rain cloud directly over the ballpark. But it's enough to discourage a lot of folks to at least go to the exit gates and huddle for a while. Austin still talking to Drysdale. He has not motioned the book. Now he has. And they're going to get Mickelson. So Don Drysdale, who had not worked since the 3rd of July, did very well. He went five innings. For a guy with the medical history that he has had since last oh, August, the Drysdale had come back and pitch as well as he did. This is good news for the ball club. And now, with the raindrops coming down, I think the plate umpire... Tony Benjamin wants to put the tarp on, and I think Pete Reeser is trying to intercede with him. Reeser, I think, is saying to Benjamin, don't cover the tarp, let's keep playing, it's only a shower. Because, of course, what Pete is worried about is any length of time that would consume daylight. Haller now talks to first base umpire, or third base umpire, Pryor. However, Benjamin continues to point towards the mound. However, the top rollers are not visible. Benjamin continues to point. It's a light rain falling. It is also 10 minutes after 3. We still have a couple of hours of, of sunlight. 
Now, Vengeance twice indicated he wanted a tarp. However, Reeser talked to him, and I think he talked him out of it. Because it is not raining that hard to interfere with play. And, of course, the Cubs trailing would be worried that the ballgame would be nailed on a kind of darkness with the Dodgers leading. It's 5-2. to two. The umpires, of course, their responsibility is to get the ballgame in. And I think that Reeser was able to head off Tony Benjamin, and Tony probably agreed with him. Try and go nine. The rain coming down is not doing much more, really, than as if a ground crew wet down the infield, at least for the moment. If it keeps going, it's another story. The folks here, the majority of them, came well prepared with light raincoats and umbrellas. The kids in the bleachers, why, they don't have any idea about the weather. All they know is Billy Williams just did a home run. The Dodgers are leading 5-2, and Pete Mickelson picking up for Don Drysdale. Don went five, allowed two runs, five hits, walked just one, struck out two. The Drysdale can only win as the starting pitcher. He went his five, and he leads leading. It'll be up to Mickelson to hold on to it for him, and Ron Santo will be the batter. All right, Nicholson ready. Pete delivers, and it's swung on and missed. Pete has joined the contact lens club. He's been wearing contacts now for about two months. And the little rain has stopped. The sunshine now is burning right on through, the crowd roaring. And I think Pete Reeser saved the delay. I really do. All right, the strike one pitch, the high fly ball to left field. Crawford is there. Willie in, out, then over to his left. The wind playing with it, but Crawford stays with it for the catch. Sato, a fly ball to left. The batter will be Willie Smith. Struck out and grounded out. Smitty 0 for 2. Left-hand hitting first baseman, Willie Smith. Nicholson ready, delivers, palm ball low, ball one. Actually, the only thing the rain would appear to have done would be to darken the base path. That's about all. Just if it was a light hosing, as the ground crew would give it. The field is in good shape. The next one is lined to right center field. Davis racing over and can't get it. It's against the ivy wall. And Willie Smith will have a stand-up double. Doubles up the alley in right center. And Randy Hundley will be the batter. Dodgers leading 5-2 to two in the bottom of the sixth. Randy Hundley struck out and grounded out against Drysdale. Now he's facing Mickelson. Right-hand hitting catcher. Takes inside. Ball one. Phil Regan gets up in the Chicago bullpen. Once they get a little closer, well, they, they ring for Phil. 1-0, the count to Randy Hundley. Willie Smith away from second with one out. Mickelson delivers. Hundley takes a strike at the knee. 1-1. One one. Now 
Mickelson looks at Smith. The next one, a palm ball. Swung on and missed. One and two. Randy way out in front of it. Dodgers led one to nothing. The Cubs tied them. Then the Dodgers went out in front three to one and five to one. The Cubs have gotten one back here in the sixth inning to make it five to two. And Willie Smith has doubled, standing at second base. Hundley trying to pick him up. Mickelson delivers, and Randy ducks down, and did it hit him? It did. He ducked down, and the ball hit him on the back of the shirt, just about above the number nine. The crowd boos, but that's the last thing in the world Mickelson wants to do, because now the batter is the tying run. Well, here's Al Spangler. With two on and one out. Spangler grounded to first and grounded to second. Both times against Drysdale. Now he's up there against Mickelson. Pete delivers. Palm ball outside. Down in the bullpen. Al McBean begins to heat up in a hurry. Bill Regan doing the same in the Chicago bullpen. Dodgers five, Cubs two. One out in the sixth inning. The 1-0 pitch to Spangler outside. Ball two. They're starting to go wild here in Wrigley. The left-hand hitting center fielder, Jimmy Qualls, swinging the weighted bat in the on-deck circle. And among other people, Ernie Banks is in the Chicago dugout. 2-0 2-0 to Al Spangler. Nicholson ready. Checks the runners and backs off the rubber. talk to Mickelson. Drysdale went through five, and in the sixth inning, Billy Williams greeted him with a towering home run over the right field wall, and that was enough. Walter Olsen went out to get him. Mickelson got Santo on a fly ball to left. Then Willie Smith doubled. He hit Hundley, and is now behind three and Otis Spangler. So Mickelson is one pitch away from loading him up. Beat to the stretch. The 3-0 pitch. Right, three and one. All right, Spangler back up to the plate. Mickelson leans in to get a sign. Now ready. Looks at a dancing Willie Smith and backs off the rubber. Just as quickly, gets back on again. At the belt. Checks the runners. Three, one pitch. Spangler is the fly ball to right field. Gabrielson is there. Tagging is Smith. Gabe for the catch, and Smitty moves to third. So Spangler, fly ball to Gabrielson, two out, and Jimmy Qualls the batter. You can see what emotion and rooting will do for a large group of fans. They want the Cubs to get a base hit or a home run so badly that on almost any drive to the outfield, the entire crowd on its feet, but they see it a little bit differently. And Gabe had an easy play on a ball hit just right at him. 
So two down, two on, and here is Jimmy Qualls aboard on the era and popped up. Tommy Hutton goes to the mound to talk to Pete Mickelson. Willie Smith at third. He moved over on the fly ball. Hundley at first base, and Hutton will not hold him with a left-hand hitter out. Mickelson delivers. Palm ball for a strike. looks in to get a sign. Ball's waiting. Now to strike one pitch. Way out in front of a palm ball. He tried to pull the bat back. In fact, he was so far in front of it, if he could have kept his balance, he could have brought the bat back and swung again. 0-2 the count. The next one is swung on and missed strike three. So Jimmy Qualls strikes out. The Cubs get a run, leave two, and at the end of six, Dodgers five, Cubs two. You know, from the nickname Farmer John has in the ham business, you wouldn't expect him to be much of a base runner. He's called Old Slow Smoke. Yes, Old Slow Smoke. And he got his nickname from the special way he smokes his Farmer John ham. While some people smoke their ham for several hours, Farmer John smokes his ham slowly and patiently for several days. Then, too, he smokes it a secret old-time western way over native western wood. So there's a way out west, western flavor in every sweet, succulent slice, right down to the last tender, tasty tidbit on the bone. And, of course, Farmer John makes his ham from fresh eastern corn-fed pork, brought out here live and dressed fresh right here in the west. Never, never out of frozen or cold storage pork used by most packers. So be sure to ask your butcher for a genuine Farmer John ham. Gold medal winner at the California State Fair. Remember, it's the east and most in quality and the westernmost in flavor. And if you don't see it, ask for it loud and clear, Farmer John. Through six, five, two Dodgers. Montreal, Atlanta, one, one at the end of six and a half. It is six to one, make it now seven to one. The Cardinals over the Giants at the end of six and a half. It is six to two, Cincinnati leading the Mets at the end of seven and a half. Pittsburgh beats San Diego four to one. Houston leading Philadelphia two to one at the end of three and a half. American League, it is seven to one, Kansas City leading Detroit at the end of six. Eight to five, Minnesota leading Cleveland at the end of seven and a half. Yankees failed to score at California in the first inning. No reports yet, Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, Oakland, Boston, Seattle. Let's go to the seven. Five-two Dodgers. For more play, here's Jerry. All right, Vinny. Bill Sudeikis will start it off against Hank Aguirre. Bill has walked to the home run and singled. He had three hits in the first game of the series, and he's bidding for three now as he comes up here in the seventh inning. His home run went to right center field as a left-hand hitter. He hit one out of the ballpark as a right-hand batter earlier in the series. Here's the pitch. Curve up high for a ball. Nicholson came on, and after a bit of trouble, got him out. The Dodgers now holding on to a 5-2 lead. There's a curveball, a long drive in the left field. Back in the corner goes Williams and makes the catch. On the warning track in front of the gate. Well, Sudeikis hit it hard, and he's out on a nice play by Billy Williams down in the left field corner. The Bills bid for a third hit is caught in left field by Billy Williams. One away, and the batter now will be Hutton. Here's Tommy Hutton at bat. 
Here's the windup and the pitch on the way to Hutton. Bunt try and he missed the strike one. He drove in a run and singled the, and scored a run, so he has two for three. Tommy Hutton playing at first base. The attendance figures are in 30,291, and the Cubs now have gone over the million mark by 13,000. Pitch on the way to Hutton. Swung on a line drive base at the center field. So Tommy Hutton, who came to the Dodgers when Wes Parker was bedded down with the appendicitis, has now picked up three hits in today's ball game. Tom, when he left the Spokane Club to join the Dodgers, was hitting at around 285 and is about at the 400 clip for the month of July. So Tommy Hutton has his third hit, a single to center. Teddy Sizemore at bat, and now the play made by Williams in left field on Sudeikis' ball is a big one. Billy would have been at second base with a double on that play. Sizemore is two for three and has driven in a run on a force play. On deck, Mickelson, the pitch on the way. Ted takes low and inside, ball one. The breeze is blowing to right field today and at a good clip, straight out to right, right down the line. It favors the left-hand batters and is actually against the right-hand hitters, trying to hit it out of here to left field. Aguirre working on it, first base Tommy Hutton. Now the stretch again and the look over and the pitch on the way. Curve is a strike and it is one and one. Five to two, the Dodgers lead the Cubs in the final game of the series. One ball and one strike. Now Aguirre delivers and it's popped up on the left side. Randy Hundley comes over, and Sato is there, and Sato makes the play. So Sizemore fouls out to Sato, just to the left of home plate. Two down now, and the batter will be Mickelson. Pete coming up for his first at bat. He's not had too many at bats this year. He is 0 for 3 in 27 games. So Mickelson now will be the batter here in the seventh inning. In the bottom of the seventh, the Cubs will start with a Geary spot. And they'll probably hit for Aguirre and then uh, go to Regan, who was working in the bullpen. Dodgers lead 5-2 in the top of the seventh inning at Wrigley Field. Now Aguirre out of a stretch in the look at Hutton and the pitch on the way. Curve strike to Mickelson. 0-1. Aguirre pitched, of course, last year with the Dodgers and Mickelson a couple of years was pitching for the Cubs. Strike one count. Hutton away from first base. Willie Smith playing the bag against him. Mickelson swings and misses at a screwball. Strike two. <laughs> oh, and two. Now the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Side retired. And Gary strikes out Mickelson. No runs, one hit, and one left on. Score at the end of six and a half innings of play. Dodgers five and the Cubs two. Paired motor function, lack of muscle control, and incoordination. Those are the clinical words that describe cerebral palsy. But in human terms, it means arms and legs that cannot move smoothly and rhythmically or cannot move at all. It can also mean speech that is so garbled that no one can understand it or sight and hearing that is impaired. Not a pretty picture nor a very bright outlook. If ever the expression, born with three strikes against him, had special meaning, this is the time. But the cerebral palsy themselves are not the only ones who suffer. There are the families, the mothers, fathers, brothers, and sisters. The heartbreak and anguish they experience are also a part of the tragedy of cerebral palsy. That's why when you're asked to give, you're reminded that you help a whole family when you give to United Cerebral Palsy. 
This is E.G. Marshall. Much can be done for the cerebral palsy if someone will help. We hope you're someone. All right, Pete Mickelson warming up now. As we got something going on the last of the seventh inning. Crowd standing for the seventh inning stretch. Don't forget Dandy Goodman, a great souvenir bargain now on sale by mail for $1. A Dodger yearbook, a Dodger baseball game, and a jigsaw puzzle of Dodger Stadium. All for a dollar sent to Danny Goodman, Dodger Stadium, Los Angeles, 9-0-12. Well, the ex-roommates come face-to-face now as Paul Popovich comes up to bat for Aguirre. Popovich and Mickelson are roommates while uh, Paul was with the Dodgers, so now they face each other in the ball game here in the seventh inning. So Paul Popovich, the pawn against his ex-roommate, in fact, they live together even in Los Angeles. One was on the road. And Popo batting from the left side. Now faces Mickelson and the pitch on the way. Swung on a fly ball in the left field corner. Going forward to Sparkle and it's going to be fair ball down in the corner. Popo around, heads to second. Crawford up with the ball, brings it back in and Popo makes a double in the left field corner. So for Popo a double into the left field corner. And the Cubs now come alive again. They were after Mickelson in the sixth inning, but he retired Spangler on a fly to right and falls on a strikeout, and now Don Kessinger comes up. And Rico Cardi has just hit a home run in the seventh inning with one on for Atlanta. And the Braves now lead. Popovich, as a pinch hitter, stands at second base, and he's five for eight as a pinch hitter. And Popo, with the Cubs, is hitting 348. McBean is back to work in the bullpen now for the Dodgers as Regan warms up in the bullpen for the Cubs. Kessinger waiting the pitch. Butted foul off to the left. Kessinger was butting for a base hit. Paul Popovich to double the left. Five to two the score. Both Cub runs on home runs by Sato and Williams. The Dodgers have a home run by Sudeikis. Have left ten men on. The Cubs have left six men on. And the game is in the seventh inning. And the Dodgers have squandered a lot of opportunities to score a lot of runs today. And they're in a close one. Here's the pitch to Kessinger. Inside for ball, one and one. One ball, one strike. Pete Mickelson. Relieved Don Drysdale, who yielded a home run to lead off the sixth inning to Billy Williams. And Don was taken out after working five innings, allowed two runs and five hits. Mickelson delivers. Bouncing ball to the left side. Wills comes in short. Hop pulls the runner. Throws in time. Good play by Maury. And Kessinger out on a bouncing ball to short. Popovich stays on second base. And here's Billy Williams. And rather Beckert with Williams on deck. Beckert has single, fouled out, and grounded into a double play. So Beckert at bat. Popovich on second base. Braves have taken the lead over Montreal in the seventh inning on Cardi's homers with Tosu. Second, it's a bouncing ball of Pete Kutzkoff. Wills will go to third base with Popovich is hung up now. Today, the plunging back, and now Sizemore ties him out. Popovich is caught off trying to go to third, and another fine fielding play by Wills. As Beckert bounced what appeared to be a base hit over Sudeikis' head, Wills went behind Sudeikis and came up with the ball. And then Sudeikis scrambled back to the bag. Wills threw to Billy. And Billy chased him back towards second base through the sideboard who runs Popovich down on the base pass. 
So a fine play by Wills, and they get Popovich in a rundown. Holding at first base is Beckert, and up now will be Billy Williams. The out has scored 6-5-4 from Wills to Sudeikis to Sizemore. Williams at bat has two for three today, a single and a tremendous home run over the right field fence. Here's the pitch. In for a strike, 0-1. So a fine play by Wills, as that ball appeared to be headed to left field, a high bouncer over Sudeikis' head. And Morey backed him up. And then Sudeikis scrambled back to the bag to take the throw, and Popovich was run down. Here's the pitch low outside for a ball, and the count goes to one and one. The bottom of the seventh inning, Dodgers lead five to two. Each side a run in the third, the Dodgers two in the fourth, two in the fifth, the Cubs got one in the sixth. Here's the pitch to Williams. Bounce toward the right side. Tommy Hutton goes wide, but side one, the grass throws to Nicholson just in time. A great play in the Cubs like it. Joe Malfitano at first base is drawing with umpire Frank Shikori. So is Billy Williams. But it was a good play. Uh, Sutton had to leave the bag to go for the ball. Side four fielded it on the outfield grass and led Nicholson with a perfect toss and Pete just did beat Williams for the out and the Cubs protest the call. So the Dodgers turned to the gloves in that inning to really help Nicholson out. The fine fielding plays in the side out in the seventh inning. No runs. One hit, one left. The score through seven. The Dodgers five and the Cubs two. Look up to 76 for Royal 76 Premium. Blended from the same components the champions get in Royal 76 Racing Gasoline. Royal 76 has won more races in the West than any other brand. And what 76 learns from experience at the raceway, they pass on to you in dependability on the freeway. Next time you need a tank full, pull into your Union 76 dealers and top up with Royal 76 Premium. When you're looking for someone to look after you, look up to 76. For Chicago now, Phil Regan comes in to take over the pitching, and it looks like Paul Popovich has gone into the outfield to play center field. And Billy Williams has come out of the game, and so Billy Williams is left, and we'll check the right fielder. Regan is into the lineup, and we're trying to find out why Pop stays in and who comes out of there. Apparently, Qualls will come out, and that's the only change. So Popovich is in, in center field. And that's going to be it. So you drop Regan into ball spot in the batting order. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Radio Network. The good fun. All right, let's go to play in the eighth inning. Back to action. Here's Vinny. All right, Jerry. To our knowledge, we don't know what he's done since he came to the Chicago Cubs, but according to all the records we have handy on Popovich, he's never played the outfield. The first pitch to Maury Wills, missing ball one. So Phil Regan is batting eighth, Popovich batting ninth, and in center field. We'll check with the Cubs to see whether they have used Paul at all in that spot. Wills tops the ball out in front of the plate. Hundley on it, picks it up, and submarines a throw to Willie Smith in time. One away. 
But in his one year with the Dodgers and in his three previous years with the Cubs, he never played the outfield. But maybe since the trade he has, and they say no, so this would be Paul's debut in center field. Paul Popovich. Of course, it's not so much that they want him in the outfield as they want his bat to stay in the lineup. So Jimmy Qualls, who is not much of a hitter, comes out. One out, and here's Willie Crawford. Regan hunched over as he reads Hundley. Now ready and delivers and gets a strike. One out in the eighth inning, five to two in favor of the Dodgers. Regan comes back to the plate, 0-1, and the sinker missed, 1-1. One one. Jenkins, Abernathy, Aguirre, and Regan. Hank Aguirre did well. He worked two innings. Gave up two hits, but no runs. Regan checking. Dodgers with 12 hits and five runs. Carver, it's a ground ball down to Beckert. He short hops and flips over to Willie Smith. Two down in the eighth inning. The batter will be Willie Davis. Willie walked and doubled, grounded out and singled. And then, apparently, a little annoyed with Aguirre after having been knocked down the other day, Willie then proceeded to steal second and third. However, the Dodgers still couldn't get him home. So Willie is two for three. And batting now against Phil Regan. Phil ready and delivers, and it's a ground ball to short. Big hop for Kessinger to throw him out, so the Dodgers have gone quickly in the eighth. At the end of seven and a half, Dodgers five, Cubs two. Say, why is there a ball on the label of Schlitz malt liquor? Well, it's a symbol of what's inside the can. You see, pound for pound, the bull is probably the most powerful beast there is. Bulls have challenged lions and tigers and even elephants, they tell me, and they beat them. They're afraid of nothing. The bull will take on any challenger to his superiority. He's bold, he's brash, and though he's the most carefully bred animal in the world, he remains wild, untamed. Well, that's why the bull is the symbol of Schlitz malt liquor. Like the bull, Schlitz malt liquor is bold, brash, and daring. It's brewed with all the care and know-how. Only Schlitz Brewing and their 120 years of experience can give it. And yet, Schlitz malt liquor has that spark of wildness, that untamed spirit that places it way above all other malt liquors. It's the superior one. Got a thirst for excitement? Take a ride on the bull. Schlitz malt liquor. Nobody makes more liquor like Schlitz. Nobody. Bottom of the eighth inning with the Dodgers leading the Cubs 5-2. to two. Pete Mickelson listening up to Tommy Haller. For the Dodgers, the opening lineup is still intact with the exception of the pitcher spot. So you have Tommy Haller behind the plate. The infield of Tommy Hutton and Ted Sizemore, Maury Wills, and Bill Sudeikis. The outfield, Willie Crawford in left, Willie Davis in center, Len Gabrielson in right. Sato leading it off. I've seen a lot of banners in a ballpark. I just saw one I've never seen before. Two young girls, oh gosh, I'd say they're about 13 or 14 years old. They just held up a big banner and it said, Hey Ron, let's dance. What they really mean, of course, is that heel-clicking ritual that Sato performs after every victory. It's a top line to shallow center. Treble, Wills in Sizemore, and neither can get it. And holding on at first is Sato. Sizemore got his glove on the ball but couldn't hold it. It's a bloop single for Ron Santo. And here come the Cubs again. 
three hits allowed by Mickelson. Willie Smith, the left-hand hitting first baseman coming up, has struck out, grounded out, and doubled. He's one for three. On deck, Randy Hundley. Five-two Dodgers. Boy, when we go to Forbes Field in Pittsburgh, it's going to feel like a haunted house compared to this ballpark. This park does everything but move down to the water's edge. The pitch to Willie Smith, outside ball one. Boy, if you like baseball, this is really your dish. The Cubs and the Dodgers battling it out. Full crowd roaring on every pitch. It's been a great series. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Willie Smith, outside, ball two. And here the fans are starting to crank up again. And thought about cranking up. Jim Brewer and Al McBean are going to do the same in the Dodger bullpen. 2-0 to Willie Smith. Nicholson, right foot on the rubber. Now set at the belt, and the 2-0 pitch is popped in the air, the palm ball. Coming in is Tommy Hutton and falling and waiting and makes the catch for the out. So Willie Smith pops up to Tommy Hutton. One out, and here is Randy Hundley. Hundley struck out, grounded out, and was hit by a pitch. 0 for 2. Tommy Haller rubbing up a new ball. Dodgers five runs, 12 hits. The Cubs two runs, eight hits. Both of the Cub runs home runs by Santo and Williams. The Dodgers have one home run by Bill Sudeikis. Huntley, 0 for 2. The pitch to Randy is inside, ball one. Rico Carty hit a two-run home run in the seventh inning for Atlanta. They're still hitting, and they are leading Montreal 3-1. to one. Nicholson at the belt. The 1-0 pitch. Ground ball to Wills. He goes to Sizemore. He goes to Hutton, and the inning is over. And this big crowd sits back down again. So the double play, 6-4-3. No runs to hit, nobody left, and at the end of eight. Dodgers 5, Cubs you know now and then a ball club has an open date in its schedule like the Dodgers tomorrow but not Farmer John and what keeps him on the go is his Farmer John bacon more and more people are buying and frying Farmer John bacon than ever before so the good farmer has to keep stepping to supply the stores but Farmer John just won't be hurried in making his bacon its wonderful western flavor comes from the secret old time western way he smokes it and that means smoking the bacon slowly and patiently over native western wood Farmer John won't cut costs either. He makes his bacon from fresh eastern corn-fed pork brought out here live. Then it's U.S. inspected and dressed fresh right here in the West. So Farmer John bacon is much fresher than bacon made from pork shipped in frozen or cold storage. Get a package of Farmer John bacon the next time you shop. It won the gold medal at the California State Fair. We're at the end of eight, Dodgers five, Cubs two. You know, now and then a ball club has an open date in its schedule, like the Dodgers tomorrow, but not Farmer John, and what keeps him on the go is his Farmer John bacon. More and more people are buying and frying Farmer John bacon than ever before. So the good farmer has to keep stepping to supply the stores. But Farmer John just won't be hurried in making his bacon. His wonderful Western flavor comes from the secret old-time Western way he smokes it, and that means smoking the bacon slowly and patiently over native Western wood. Farmer John won't cut costs either. He makes his bacon from fresh eastern corn-fed pork brought out here live. 
then it's U.S. inspected and dressed fresh right here in the West. So Farmer John Bacon is much fresher than bacon made from pork shipped in frozen or cold storage. Get a package of Farmer John Bacon the next time you shop. It won the gold medal at the California State Fair. And once you try it, I'm sure you'll agree. It's the easternmost in quality and the westernmost in flavor. Try it. Farmer John Bacon. Through eight innings, Dodgers leading five to two. Out of 30,000 paid today. Bill Regan getting ready to pitch to Len Gabrielson, Tommy Haller, and Bill Sudeikis. The Cubs defensively with Regan and Hundley. The infield of Willie Smith and Glenn Beckert, Don Kessinger and Ron Santo, Billy Williams in left, Paul Popovich making his major league debut in center field, and in right field, Al Spangler. When the Cubs bat in the bottom of the ninth, They'll have Spangler, Regan, Spot, and Popovich. All right, Regan's first pitch is stroked to right center. Popovich racing over with Spangler, but this is through and against the wall. Pop finally picks it up, and Gabe isn't going to stop it, too. He is on his way for three, and he beats the throw by Kessinger. So Len Gabrielson triples up the alley in right center. And with nobody out, the Dodgers of Haller, Sudeikis, and Hutton to get him home. For the Dodgers, their 13th hit. For Len Gabrielson, his first triple of the year. They're posting the final score. Cincinnati beat the Mets 6-3. They're going to throw to second base, claiming Gabe missed the bag. Dave Davidson, the umpire, doesn't say anything, but Frank Sikora, the first base umpire, says forget it, he was saved. Because Davidson no doubt had his back to the play as he went out to watch Popovich chase the ball up the alley in right center. All right, now here's Haller trying to pick him up. The infield is up, but the outfield remains deep. The pitch to Haller is hit fouled on the left field line out of play. Boy, talking about disappointment. With Cincinnati beating the Mets 6-3 at Shea Stadium in New York today, they had 56,352. 56. 352. 30,000 here means almost capacity. Not quite, but there are a lot of people here. And the pitch fouled away. 0 and 2 to Tommy Haller. So the Dodgers leading the Cubs 5 to 2, and the Reds have done in the Mets. The Reds, with all their troubles, with all their bad pitching and everything else, they're still only three and a half back of Atlanta starting today. Atlanta leading Montreal in the seventh inning at least three to one. Haller pops it up. It's Glenn Beckett fighting the glare, and the second baseman makes the catch. Holding at third base is Len Gabrielson. So Haller pops up, one away, and the batter will be Bill Sudeikis. Bill Regan, who had gone behind the plate to back up in case of a throw, although actually if there had been a throw on a play, it would have been hard to get anybody. Now he's back at the mound. Bill Sudeikis walked, homered, singled, and then sent Billy Williams deep for his drive in the seventh inning. So Sudeikis two for three. 
5-2 Dodgers, ninth inning. Regan straddling the rubber and will pitch out of a stretch. Gabriel sent a short lead to third, and Sudeikis now trying to pick him up. Regan at the belt, checks and delivers, and Sudeikis hits a fly ball to Popovich, and so Gabe is going to come in. Pop waiting, one-handed, here comes Gabe, and Pop's throw not nearly in time, so the Dodgers cash it in as Bill Sudeikis gets the RBI and a fly ball to Popovich, and the Dodgers lead 6-2. to two. Dodgers six, Cubs two. Two down in the top of the ninth inning and Tommy Hutton the batter. Hutton has had a big day. He struck out for openers, but then he is single to right and twice single to center. So Tommy is three for four. Left-hand hitting first baseman called up from Spokane when Wes Parker was shelved after an appendectomy. Regan ready and delivers and Tommy strokes it foul outside of first and down the line and the count 0-1. In the bottom of the ninth inning, the Cubs are due to send up Spangler, then a hitter for Regan and Popovich. The Dodgers leading 6-2. Regan's next pitch, missing one and one. We told you that Rico Carty had a two-run home run in the seventh inning. Why, that was just for openers, because when the Braves finally got finished, they scored seven times in the seventh. They've broken that game wide open and lead Montreal 8-1 at the end of seven innings. Hutton drives it to right field. Spangler goes back on the line drive and handles it for the out. So Tommy hit that ball hard. One run, one hit, nobody left. At the end of eight and a half innings, the Dodgers six and the Cubs two. At this moment, there are three and a half million Americans in uniform. Americans far away from home, family, and friends. For them, the USO clubs and traveling shows are two ways to get a little closer to home. I'd like to read some of the comments about the USO from these servicemen. In a crowded port like this, you look for a clean place to relax. The USO is it. Another remark, there's a USO club just off the base. They have the best hamburgers for miles around. Another, I guess the USO is really the people back home telling us they're with us. Won't you please show these three and a half million Americans you're behind them? Only you can keep the clubs open and the USO shows on the road. The USO gets no government money. Won't you please give to privately supported USO through your United Fund or Community Chest? Chances are someone you know needs USO. Bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley Field, Chicago, with the Dodgers leading the Cubs 6-2, to two, and Pete Mickelson getting ready to pitch to Al Spangler. Then we'll see about a hitter for Phil Regan and Paul Popovich. The Dodger bullpen getting ready back of him just in case. Left-hander Jim Brewer and right-hander Al McBean. Bleacherites in left field. Unwavering hope out there, cheering the Cubs on. Mickelson looks in to get a sign. The first pitch to Spangler is popped in the air. Back at third base, Wills goes behind Sudeikis. Morey now backs to his left and makes the catch for the out. One away. Nate Oliver comes out of the Chicago dugout, and Nate Oliver will bat for Phil Regan. So Nate Oliver, they have two, they have Gene and Nate. 
Nate coming up. And then Popovich, John Dank. There's Nate Oliver batting for Phil Regan in the ninth inning with the Dodgers leading 6-2. to two. Steve Mickelson ready and delivers and hits him. So Nate Oliver is hit by a pitch and Nevada will be Paul Popovich. So Nate Oliver is hit by a pitch and here is Paul Popovich. Pop batted for Aguirre and doubled in the seventh inning then stayed in the game in center field and here he is. Pop swings, fouls the first one away. 0-1. The Dodgers six runs on 13 hits. The Cubs two runs on eight hits. Oh, and one to Popovich. Don Kessinger on deck. Mickelson set at the bell. Looks at first, works Popovich outside. One ball, one strike. One and one to count. Pop batting left-handed. Mickelson looks in to get a sign. Now he's ready. The 1-1 pitch to Popovich is lifted to left field. Crawford moving in, coming in some more. Now over to his left and makes the catch. So Popovich is fly ball to left field. And the Cubs have one out left. Two down in the ninth inning. And Don Kessinger will be the batter. Switch hitting shortstop. Batting left-handed. And the Dodgers have kept him quiet today. He's 0 for 4. Grounded out twice. Popped up and flied to left. Don Drysdale went five innings as he returned for the first time since the 3rd of July. And Drysdale is the pitcher of record with Pete Mickelson trying to save it for him. Two down, ninth inning, 6-2 Dodgers. And the pitch, blowing away, ball one. Glenn Beckert on deck. So the final game for the Dodgers in Chicago... Now, if they can hold on to any part of the lead, they will have split the six games played here. And they will have won four of the nine with Chicago this year, three left at Dodger Stadium. Here's the 1-0 pitch on the way, and there's a ground ball down to Sizemore. This will do it over to Hutton, and the Dodgers split the four games as Don Drysdale beats Ferguson Jenkins today. And the Cubs go out in the ninth inning, leaving a man on base. Six runs, 13 hits, and one arrow for the Dodgers. With two runs, eight hits, and one error for the Cubs. The winning pitcher, Don Drysdale, and Don will be on the postgame show. And the losing pitcher is Ferguson Jenkins, so it means the Dodgers beat Jenkins twice in the four-game series. Drysdale is now five and three, and it marks the 30th time in his career he's beaten Chicago. He lost to them 19. Jenkins is 13 and nine, one and three with the Dodgers this year, seven and nine lifetime. The Dodgers and Cubs split the series. They split the year's work here at Wrigley Field. And the Dodgers have won four of the nine from Chicago. They'll now move on to Pittsburgh. Tomorrow an off date. And then Tuesday at Twilight Night doubleheader with the Pirates. And it all gets underway at 2.45. Once again, the final score, the Dodgers six and the Cubs two. Now this is Vin Scully along with Jerry Doggett inviting you to stay tuned for the postgame show coming right up.
You've been listening to Dodger Baseball, brought to you by your Union 76 dealer, who invites you to fill up with Royal 76 Premium, the gasoline for today's kind of driving, by Farmer John Meats, easternmost in quality, westernmost in flavor, and by Bergie, the comfortable beer. Stay tuned now for the post-game show, coming up next... Children are starving in Biafra because of the war. Unless sufficient relief is sent, a minimum of one million Biafrans will die in the next 12 months. Medicines are desperately needed for the 11 hospitals in Biafra. The tragic children of Biafra dream of just enough to eat, a home, and a place to go to school. They're asking only for the necessities of life, the things you and I take for granted, such as food, shelter, love. Won't you help? International Christian Relief of Collingswood, New Jersey is sending shipments of relief to Biafra. Please send your gifts of love and concern to International Christian Relief, 801 Haddon Avenue, Collingswood, New Jersey, 08108. That's to International Christian Relief, 801 Haddon Avenue, Collingswood, New Jersey, 08108. The good fun. The Dodger Post Game Show brought to you by 21 West, the restaurant where sportsmen meet, just a drag butt off Central at 21 West Osborne, and by your local Arizona Toyota dealer. See him soon for America's lowest price card top, the Toyota Corona. The Turtles on the ball game for the Dodgers to get a split in the four-game series at Wrigley Field. The Dodgers six runs, 13 hits, and one error. And for the Cubs, two runs, eight hits, and one error. The winning pitcher, Don Drysdale, he went five innings, and then Pete Mickelson pitched the last four. Mickelson allowed three hits and hit a batter, but no runs. For the Cubs, Jenkins, Abernathy, Aguirre, and Regan, and Jenkins, the losing pitchers. So the Dodgers beat Jenkins twice in this series. Today brings his record to 13-9, and 1-3 one and three with the Dodgers, 7-9 and nine lifetime. Drysdale, it was the 30th time he has beaten the Cubs in his career, 19 defeats. Drysdale's record is now 5-3. and three. The Dodgers have won four of nine from Chicago this year, and they split the six games played here at Wrigley Field. Home runs by Ron Santo and Billy Williams of the Cubs and by Bill Sudeikis of the Dodgers. Each of the home runs coming with the bases empty. Well, I guess it'll be Don Drysdale, and Jerry will be chatting with him right after this message. There's new blood in the Dodgers this year, and with Amari Wills, there's bound to be a few arguments with the umpire when he attempts a steal. That's baseball. But when it comes to a place for fine dining, the place 21 West, it's the place to go for a great meal, noon or night. Who can resist a succulent prime rib dinner starting at $2.95 or a sizzling steak with all the trimmings priced from $2.50? And for the paisanos in the audience, 21 West has now expanded its menu to include special Italian dishes like chicken cacciatore and veal parmesan. That's just a sample. After a truly delicious meal, you'll want to sit back and listen to the fine music of Ruby Glass and Paul Iron. Great music for listening and dancing nightly at 21 West. And ladies, shopping downtown? Why not have lunch at 21 West? You'll find sandwiches to fill the heartiest appetite or perfect weight-watching salads. 
So whether it's nighttime, noontime, or toddy time, you'll want to join the sports-minded folks at 21 West. The food's the greatest, the conversation lively, the drinks just to your liking. That's at 21 West. 21 West Osborne. Just a drag bunt off Central where the action is. Today was Leo DeRocher's birthday, and one of Leo's favorite people, Don Drysdale, presented the kindly old gentleman with a 6-2 defeat, while Drysdale picked up a victory and blew out the candles. Let's go to Don and to Jerry. Hi, Vinny. Well, Don, I know you didn't think about that, but you feel pretty good about doing it on Leo's birthday. Well, I no, I didn't really think about it, Jerry. Uh, I know his birthday's right just a little bit after mine, but I didn't really uh, realize today was his birthday, but I was just happy to be able to go out there and uh, go as far as what I did and hope that we got some runs and and uh, by the way I'd just like to wish him a happy birthday <laughs> I don't think he's in any mood to receive it right now but tomorrow you can play yeah I guess so but uh, Leo's a great guy and we're good friends and uh, he knows that I do mean it when I wish him a happy birthday Don in today's ball game it looked like you pitched uh, well and uh, held up pretty good with your stuff most of the time well it uh, my control was pretty good uh, not as good as, uh, as usual but uh, I was able to get the ball most of the time where I wanted to, but uh, the sixth inning was as far as I was going to go, and Walt, uh, as soon as Williams hit the home run, why he wanted to make the change right then and not take any chances. Uh, my arm fell fine. I didn't uh, uh, have nearly as much pain up there as what I've had uh, in the past, and uh, it was just one of those things. Uh, I got the ball I wanted to. We managed to get some runs and uh, unfortunately stay ahead of them. Don, uh, the two runs scored against you were the home runs, one by Sato and the one by Williams. Let's explore the one by Sato first. Well, the one that Ronnie hit, uh, I think he was just going with me to right field, and, uh, of course, the wind blowing out here today like it was. He hit the ball good, but uh, it was just a line drive, and there was a real good pitch. It was low and on the outside corner, and, uh, of course, he's strong enough, and if you get the ball up in this wind uh, at any time in this ballpark, why, it's going to go, and... He hit the ball good, and after it got past the infield, why, it kind of went into overdrive a little bit, and instead of sinking, uh, like a lot of times, the ball right-hander will hit a ball to the opposite field, it'll sink or tail a little bit, but uh, his carry into the first few rows out in the bleachers. What about the one by Billy Williams? Well, William thought I was going to go into somebody's apartment over there across the street. I tell you, he really, it was a change-up, and I think Billy was just looking change-up at that time, because I, I threw him kind of a half-speed fastball, the before and he was out in front of it a little bit and I think he was just looking change up because it was uh, it was wasn't a bad pitch it was from the middle of the plate out but uh, of course if he's looking for it he can get the ball out anywhere he's a great hitter both those guys are Sano and Williams and he hit it not there you he did hit it <laughs> that was a good to leave on anyway yeah it? that was it I just I just turned around and watched wanted to see how far it's going to go because as soon as it, it as soon as he hit it well there was kind of a little yelp out of it and it was <laughs> it was gone it's kind of unusual for a guy to hit a changeup that far. Well, Billy, uh, over the years, I've thrown him some changeups, and uh, we guess back and forth, and I've got him out on some changeups here and there. And uh, matter of fact, the time before, I got him out on a changeup uh, to the first baseman. And, uh, but this was one of those things that I, you know, you don't go up there too often and guess changeup unless uh, over the years you face pitchers or pitchers have faced the hitters, and you've thrown them to them over the years. And this is what's happened between me and Bill. And, he definitely, I think he was looking change up or off-speed pitch and hit it. Don, you were in a little trouble in the first inning, and you had to kind of reach back and get some right there, and you were able to do it and get out of the trouble. Well, it, uh, when I come back in, why they asked me how it felt, you know, being able to reach back a little bit, but uh, it was just one of those things. My arm felt uh, pretty good to this afternoon, and uh, I got the ball. Uh, I got a slider. It, it wasn't where I really wanted to get it on Sano, but... Uh, 
it was hard and it was it broke quick and it was a uh, from the middle of the play in and it kind of tied him up just a little bit and those right-handed hitters see that slider that's inside and why well, I don't know what it is they seem to be swinging regardless of where it is and he popped the ball up so I was kind of fortunate on that pitch I think you got Smith on strike didn't you didn't yeah anything? right I got I went three and one with him and then uh, I think he was looking for the ball away from him uh, and I came back inside with a fastball uh, first uh, strike two and that made it three and two and then I struck him out on a on a fastball that was up just a little bit and on the inside part of the plate and struck him out on that pitch how was your fastball today basically well I was it was so so it uh, it wasn't uh, as fast as what I've, I've had in the past but uh, I was throwing just as hard I just wasn't getting <laughs> up there as quick that was all we're visiting with Don Drysdale and we'll continue after this message everybody loves a winner and the Los Angeles Dodgers of 1969 may go all the way there's a brand-new ball game in Phoenix in 1969, too, at least when it comes to fine dining. It's 21 West, the brand-new eating place at 21 West Osborne, where every meal is a real winner and where the friendly folks are real sports-minded and interested in good conversation. How about lunch with the better half one day this week? 21 West offers a wide assortment of hearty sandwiches starting at just 75 cents or salads for the Weight Watchers from just $1.25. Lunchtime can be fun time when you spend it at 21 West, but you say you'd rather spend a quiet evening with dinner and good company? Well, 21 West is the place for you. Stay through dinner, enjoy steak, prime rib, or a selection from the brand new Italian food menu. Get a complimentary decanter of Van Rose with each Italian dinner. Bring your date for a great evening. Ruby Glass and Paul Iron provide great music for listening and for dancing. So come on in, noontime, toddy time, or dinner time. Come to 21 West, 21 West Osborne, just a drag butt off Central. Today, the Dodgers beat the Cubs. Don Drysdale is our guest. Well, Don, uh, you went five good strong innings and then retired and went to the clubhouse. What kind of treatment did you take when you got in the clubhouse? Well, I went up there, and usually uh, I'll soak my arm in ice and that a lot more than what I did today, but uh, I just didn't want to take the chance of putting uh, a lot of ice on it and leaving it on there as long as what I usually do and then having it stiffen up on me and then not be able to come back and uh, and throw real good and loose uh, my next time in between starts. So... I had Bill just put a little bit of ice on it and just freeze it just a little bit. Then he worked the bad, worked the blood back up over the shoulder and stretched it and uh, just went from there. That's all there was to it. We didn't, uh, usually it's about a, maybe a 25 to 30 minute process, but uh, uh, today, why, it uh, was maybe about 10. That's about all there was. Don, when would you uh, know if you've cooled out properly, as they say, in the racehorse business? Will it take a couple of days now? Well, no, I'm kind of cooled out right now. <laughs> it's, uh, I feel pretty good right now, but... Uh, It'll probably be a little bit stiff tomorrow, undoubtedly. Uh, not throwing in about three weeks uh, since my last start, but uh, I don't look forward to uh, be too much uh, trouble or anything like this. I believe that I've been throwing every day uh, as much as I can and uh, throwing two days in a row and three days in a row, things like this, to work up to this start. So uh, I just feel as though that it's kind of coming around now, and if I can just uh, keep the pain el uh, eliminated in the shoulder and... Uh, as much as it was today, why, I'll be happy. I'll tell you one thing, there'll be a whole bunch of guys in the Dodger clubhouse will be happy, too, if you're back in that regular rotation from now on. Anyway. Well, I sure hope so, Jerry. I, I hope to take my next turn over in Pittsburgh, and uh, barring uh, anything uh, unforeseen, why, I'll try and be out there Thursday night. Don, thanks a lot. Thank you, Jerry. Don Drysdale, I guess. We'll continue after this message. You know, friends, we do not believe in making extravagant claims for the Toyota Corona, with one exception. We do claim that if you get your hands on a Toyota, you'll never let go. But then we've got reason for that. We've seen that happen. We've seen the way this car surprises people with its performance, the way it can move out from 0 to 60 in 16 seconds. 
even with an automatic transmission. We've seen the Corona win people with its performance, with its comfort, the quietness of its ride, and the solid way it's put together. So you see, extravagant as it may seem, when we say get your hands on a Toyota, you'll never let go. Well, we're really on safe ground. In fact, we may just be understating the whole thing. We could sit here and talk to you day after day and week after week, and words really don't mean anything at all. Simply see for yourself at your local Toyota dealer showroom soon. Checking the scores now of all the other ball games. First of all, at the end of eight innings, Atlanta eight and Montreal two. Britton Doyle and Upshaw for Atlanta with Renko Shaw and Faze for Montreal. Boyer and Cardi home runs. Cardi with a man aboard. And the big story, of course, Atlanta got seven runs in the seventh inning to break it wide open. The St. Louis Cardinals with five runs in the second inning went on to defeat the Giants 8-2. to Torres the winner and Bowlin the loser. Cincinnati beat the Mets 6-3. to Arrigo the winner, Cardwell the loser. Perez at his 25th home run of the year. And that was before 56,352 at Shea Stadium in New York. Pittsburgh beat San Diego 4-1. Bunning over Kirby. Stargill a home run. And they're in the bottom of the seventh inning at Houston, all even at two apiece. Fryman and LeMaster. Carl Taylor a home run. Or make it Tony Taylor a home run for the Phils in the first inning. In the American League, Chicago Baltimore win in Harden, but no report. They're in the bottom of the eighth inning with Kansas City leading Detroit. It is now 7-1 to one Kansas City. Rooker relieved by Drabowski, Dobson, Lasher, Timmerman, and Kilkenny for Detroit. Martinez and Wirt home runs. Minnesota beat Cleveland 8-7. Kreider in relief won it. Law lost it. Home runs by Cardenas and Hinton. At the end of an inning and a half, Oakland leading Washington 3-0 on a first-inning home run by Danny Cato with a man aboard. That's Bosman and Krause. Boston-Seattle, they're getting ready. Cope and Patton. And it is 3-0 in favor of the Yankees, but in the bottom of the third inning, Rick Reichert has just hit a three-run home run for California, his ninth of the year. So the Angels and Yankees are all even at three apiece. And one last look at the ticker. That's it. It's 3-3 Yankees-California at the end of three. 3-0 Oakland leading Washington at the end of two and a half. At the end of seven, it remains 2-2 Philadelphia and Houston. So you're right up to date. Well, our guest was winning pitcher Don Drysdale, and our postgame sponsors are pleased to present to our guests a gift order from Grodin's Mullen and Blewett, the West's largest independent fashion stores featuring timely clothes, Manhattan shirts, and dozens of other famous brands for men and women. 